Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. I am Tanner, and we are back again for another episode of the Brew Chat Podcast. But before we get into that, get down to Riverside Wine Spirits for a Bell's Growler promo this Friday from 4 to 6, and a wine tasting on Saturday at the exact same time. And also, go check us out on brewchat.com and find us, subscribe to us, follow us, whatever the subsequent proper term is. You know, we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, our website. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere you can find podcasts at. Subscribe to us, like us, follow us, do all those good things. This week, we've got Donnie Marsh back on the podcast. He's a local comic, host of Chat Talk Tonight, and one hell of a pressure washer. He tells us all about a, uh, this new local comedy festival he's bringing together here in town, and he also sets the record straight about his date he had with Grace. That's interesting. That's super interesting. I'm excited to hear that. All while we pound back some pretty hefty beers. We had we had this uh, Riverside sent us this 13 percenter that Jesus, it uh, it worked. I'll leave it at that. It worked, and I had a, it was pretty rough the next morning, but... Yeah, so uh, Riverside sent us this 13%er that was pretty hefty. I'm done babbling here. I want to get into the episode. I want to get into some beer, so let's get into it. Here's episode 136 of the Brew Chat Podcast. And here we are, back for the Brew Chat Podcast, back with Donnie Marsh. Hey. Yeah. He had to, he had to come on and defend yeah. himself. There's retorts that need to be made. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. But, uh, how's the Buzkashi been? Um, have, it's, yeah. uh, boy, the season's really kicked off strong. <laughs> um, tough, tough season for the goats, as always. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah the goats are not looking good. Yeah. We should get some Buzkashi pickup games going around here. <laughs> <laughs> I could make something like that happen. But. I know a bunch of people with some horses. Oh, no. Uh, the goat would probably be some overhead we'd have to spend. But Well, yeah, I mean. I feel like you could get one from, like, Main Street Meats or something. You could probably get some goat, not a goat. I bet I could get a live goat for cheaper than some goat would be from Main Street Meats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But no, I, I'm just I'm thinking about like a very low budget version where people are on mm. like hobby horses and you're just playing with a stuffed animal. Yeah, or something, you know? yeah. Oh. Get one of those big obnoxious stuffed animals that they use for like kids photo shoots and stuff mm-hmm. that have okay. that weird, really stiff stuffing. Yeah, so it's yeah, kind of hard yeah, to yeah, carry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You could do like ultimate yeah. frisbee where it's like this mm-hmm. cumbersome stuffed animal. Yeah, right? those are they're hard to throw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. You like the ones you win at uh, like a fair. Yeah. They're stuffed with plastic yeah. and they're really stiff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you, but the actually cut funny. the head off and sew mm-hmm. it back together. So it's right. more yep. more faithful to the game. Yep. The, the way um, Afghanistan tribesmen intended. The way they play on their home turf. Because who are we to gentrify Buzkashi? Who are we? The right people. Mm-hmm. That's the answer to that. Someone's We're three white it. males. We're exactly the yeah, right oh, people yes, to that's... gentrify something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We do it best. Confidence mm-hmm. over knowledge. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What full on? That's that's, the, the, that's, that's a new British term we've on, learned. Full yeah, on. yeah, a bit full on. It's the American way. It's, it's what Americans are oh. in British eyes. It means uh, they're a bit hard to handle. Uh-huh. In your face. There's a, there's a lot there. They're in your face. They're brash. Oh, British people refer to Americans as full on. 
abrasive okay. at times, probably. Yeah. yeah. So, and I, I can't disagree. Like I'm a little bit hard to handle sometimes. I could see you being a little hard to handle. You as well. I can be uh, hard to so, handle. Yeah. I, I, I am nothing but genteel. <laughs> I, no, <laughs> I am quite easy to handle. I Just very. Am a, no, you know, I, I will say the reason that uh, you know I'm criticized so often, um, jokingly. I mean, in fun, but the reason for it is that there are no consequences for it. That's there's basically there's nothing to be lost. Yeah. By making fun of me because I, I you know, I'm like eh, okay, easy so target. Yeah. 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 Low hanging fruit. Yeah. 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 No, I got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We all know people like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's such an honor, it's such an honor to be one. <laughs> it's great. I mean, name recognition is high, yeah. but not necessarily. Well, there's know. no such thing as bad press. Uh, uh, you know, I think uh, Subway Jared would disagree. I don't know. Yeah, I think there are there there. I mean, I will say ninety percent of the time that's true. Mm. Um, but really th- there there are some things for which. Um, you know, your, your, your name brand is irrevocably tarnished. Mm-hmm. That guy ruined things for Jared's everywhere, to be fair. As a Jared, yeah. mm-hmm. he ruined it for everyone, everywhere. I was going to say, I've never met a good Jared. Then I remembered your name is Jared. That but, is you know, my name. Yeah. What yeah. is, uh, no, it happens. See, that's what I'm What's saying. Fogel up to? Jared Me Fogel, too. is he in Me jail? Too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, he's, he's, very, he's very much in jail. Oh yeah. yeah. He diddled kids and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But like, he's in there. How long is he in there? Like life or? Uh, no, no. I think it was, I think it was something like 10 years. Okay. And then he just gets to be essentially in prison outside. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because I mean, like I said, he's a leper. Yeah. Um, No, when you get on that, uh, that database, you're on there for life, right? I wouldn't know, Tanner. (laughs) (laughs) You're the expert here. (laughs) That's how everybody finds the studio so easily. Oh. They just look at that database. Mm, I, was like, oh, wow. oh, I knew I'd find him on here. I couldn't uh, find him on Google, but he's on the sex predator database. You ever do that and you're like, whoa, there's a lot in my neighborhood. Yeah. Oh. Around here, there's quite oh. a few. Really? Yeah, there's a couple around here. There's one like down Knickerbocker right there. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm getting super specific. Luckily, not enough people listen to this where I'm going to have crazy people showing up, hopefully. But, uh, yeah, like on Knickerbocker over here, there's one like down there. I don't know exactly what house he's in. Okay. But uh, I think they're actually supposed to even have something like in their yard. I, I've heard of that. But like I've, not a sign being like I'm a pedophile, but like a color coded thing. So if you know what to look for, you're like, oh, that guy's a sexual predator. Well, if, if that's the case, shouldn't we all know what that thing looks like or what that symbol is? Yeah, it should be yeah. something you it learn in be. like elementary school. Yeah. Then maybe it does just say sex crime I think, person. Unless it's just you have to like go around and introduce yourself to the neighbors and be like, hey, just so you know, I'm moving into the neighborhood and I'm a convicted sex offender. Dude, that would be terrible if you have to do that. Because you can get put, I mean, I'm not trying to empathize with sex predators here at all, but it's like you can get put on that list for stupid shit, like pissing on a playground, which I've done. Kids has, weren't present, yeah. but I was drunk playing on a, the Tilt-A-Whirl thing at a play, the little spinny doohickey, mm-hmm. and I'd been drinking, so I went and peed in the bushes. If a cop happened to stroll through when I was doing that, I would have been on the sex predators list. Oh, e- like every house builder or contractor would be in jail for that, because, yeah. I mean, they all, they all yeah. you know, pee mm-hmm. in people's yards. Yeah. yeah. Or, or when you're young, you know, say you're 19, you're dating a 17-year-old, their dad doesn't like you, he files a stats charge against you. You know, there's a bunch of like bullshit ways you can get put on there. Yeah. But for the most part, it's pretty accurate. But yeah, I, 
I have no mercy for people that commit sex crimes. But for those people that do happen to just have a bad stroke of luck and get put on there, it's like, man, like, and if you did have to go around by law and be like, hi, my name is Tanner and I am a sex crime person Mm -hmm. and I'm living in your neighborhood. That would be terrible. Well, I would definitely use the name Tanner. So, <laughs> yeah. Do you have to Believe use your own name? Yeah. My name is Tanner Morrison, and yeah. uh, I run the Brew Chat podcast, and I'm a sex criminal. <laughs> no one's going to clip that. My out name is nobody. Like, nobody. My name is Donnie Marsh. <laughs> you take my name out of your mouth. You stop that, you filthy, son of a bitch! Filthy mouth. Like, yeah. if, I mean, if I did get convicted. Of something like that. I would just move to the middle of nowhere. Theoretically. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're, you're kind of at the mercy of where you can afford to live. So, I mean, there are, there are neighborhoods, like there was a town near where I'm from called Stark and it had, that's where we, they, the state of Florida puts people to death and Mm. there's, there's not a lot going on there in general, but there. What do you mean the state of Florida puts people there to death? Oh, that is where the electric chair is. Oh, for the state of okay. Florida. They have okay. the death penalty. It's very prestigious. I thought you meant it was just a shitty place, and they're like, no, that's where they just send you. <laughs> that's where they go to die. And you eventually just die because Get it's in so that shitty. hole. <laughs> Get in that hole now with Mr. Alligator. Get you in that hole, boy. You know what you did. <laughs> and it wasn't right. This is Florida justice. <laughs> Hey. Oh my God! Have you guys ever seen that show? It's what like Florida Cage, Justice. Cajun, <laughs> that should be like, a show. It's called like Cajun Justice or no. something like that. Oh my God! It's it's people that it's it's Cajun. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's cops in the bayou. And, and you can't understand a word they say. A lot of the, people, the cops you can, but a lot of the people they talk to you can't. They had to go out and search for a guy in the Everglades, and it turned out he was like hiding underneath some water with like a little tiny tube in his <gasps> mouth and shit like that. Okay. I'm they had intrigued to like, now. They had to like I'm get out the it. light and hunt him down. He was Ramboing. Like go in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's some crazy <laughs> fucked up shit out there. And there are some crazy fucked up people and they will like run and hide in the bayou. That's something that really struck me. I'd never thought about until I'd watched true detective season one. Yeah. And uh, have you seen that, Donnie? I still have not seen oh, that. It's so, so good. good. Season like two, I said, take I'm very genteel. I mm. smoke a pipe and read Raymond Carver short stories. Um, I don't really you want may, to. You may not be able to handle it. Though. I may not. It's rough. I don't know. There, there's a lot of child sex crime in that. Yeah. It's rough. It's real dark. I watched it all in one sitting, and I was depressed well, for about a week after. You watched it all in one sitting? Yeah. Ooh, shit. After, uh, I don't really do these things anymore, but this is a couple years back in 2013, 2014. Eh, 2013. And uh, you were just a boy. I was just a wee lad, but I used to do some experimental substances back then. Mm. And I'd had a bachelor party night with a friend, and we'd gotten into a little MDMA, Mm. which will sap your serotonin the next day. So that'll make you a little depressed on top of that. Mm. Plus, I run a little depressed from time to time. Who doesn't? I was just... And and then I decided it was a great idea to go watch True Detective in one sitting. That was a bad idea. Bad idea. Yeah. I, I mean, I was seriously messed up for a week or so. Like, just like, ah, oh, this life it means nothing. Like, just <laughs> seriously messed up. Driving around like McConaughey, twirling his boogers and his Lincoln. McConaughey makes me sad. We're all, we're just bugs on a rock, whirling through a void. You do this podcast like, just to do voices. I'm, I'm oh, yeah, sure. I love voices. Yeah. 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 That's exactly. He just runs them on every Fuck the beer. 
Fuck the gas. It's just, it's a totally narcissistic <laughs> endeavor. My voice I'll interview myself, I but do, as a Russian. Guys, I do impressions. Do you want to hear my impressions? It's my long- impression of me. <laughs> <laughs> I Mother should Standard. do an episode where it's just me doing different voices. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Jared here. Uh, uh, no. Is that this, what I sound like? No. That's for, that's, is that what I, No. Everybody listening to it would be so insulted. Like, that is not what I sound That's like. Not what I sound no, like. Ah. <laughs> I do not sound like that. Uh, what do you we guys can, think of this beer here? I was going to ask that, but I want to. Yeah. I want to say that uh, we could maybe call people up, and you could do a voice of someone they might know, and you could see if they mm. think it's actually that person. I've seriously, uh, our buddy Brian Stone, who does Stone on Air, he works at. Alt 98.7 and I've thought about calling him with different voices when he's on air oh yeah we should we should totally call him up while he's on Brian hey Brian it's me (laughs) just call him your buddy Chris (laughs) wow you haven't called in so long (laughs) I love you on the radio that way but uh I've thought about doing it I haven't he would totally buy it I'm, I'm sure he, he would, would really thank Chris for watching. Well, I've thought no, I've thought about telling him ahead of time, just be like, "Hey, I'm going to call you with some goofy voices." <laughs> and, uh, he would let me just do it, roll I'm sure. with it. Yeah, but I don't think they do enough live call and stuff on Alt 98.7. It's pretty programmed. Mm. Yeah. So Ugh. Alt to what? I mean, it sounds pretty yeah. corporate to me. Mm. Yeah. When in reality, it's honestly the like. I don't know if you've checked it out or listened to much radio, but that station is kick-ass. Again, mostly reading Raymond Carver short stories. Mm, I I don't listen to... Actually, the radio in my Jeep doesn't work. Mm. So I I mostly just sing to myself. I do this thing I call nickelbacking. I like creeding. Uh, (laughs) It's kind of the same thing, but it's like you're singing... You just sing a song that uh, doesn't belong with that voice at all. And just go strumming my pain with his fingers, oh, you know. And uh, it's yeah. just—I'm I, I, ashamed to say how much time I spent it's doing fun, that. Though. But it's like, fun. I think I was singing "Candle in the Wind" uh, mm. like that recently. <laughs> That's a pretty yeah. good uh, Nickelback impression. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that actually really was. Who's that guy? Chad Kroger. Chad, Chad Kroger, Kroger. Yeah. I love his grocery store. I gotta yeah, say, it's a it's, good grocery uh, store. I wish we had how one. he balances that with uh, <laughs> such a massive band. Say what you will, he's a genius. Yeah, there was a uh, a pretty funny video. I don't even know where it was from, but it got posted on YouTube or somewhere a month or so ago. But it was Nickelback watching reaction videos for people like making fun of Nickelback. Oh, just a, just like mean tweets. Yeah. Okay. Like I'd mean tweets, that. and they just genuinely seem to not understand. And to be honest, I don't understand why people hate them. So I don't like them really. I but can't stand their music. To be uh, yeah, I don't like their music. But why does everybody like? It is the most hated band. It's the saturation. I, th- I think yeah, it's just, just too much. You of were it. forced to hear them so much for like five years mm-hmm. in the mid two thousands that yeah. you're like, nope, and never again. So I'm shady. not listening to one more Nickelback song. But because I'll admit, in ninth grade, I own their first CD. I remember it. When yeah, they yeah. first came out, I was like, yeah. Music was so no. bad in the late 90s. I talked myself <laughs> into a lot of bands that I now look down on. Yep. I mean, mm-hmm. I was I was a Creed fan. I, I liked like, Creed, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, totally, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. And if you go back and-, and, and That go Eyes Wide things, Open song? No, With Arms Wide Open? With I, Arms Wide Open. I, I, with Arms Wide Open. Arms, yeah. arms Wide Shut, yeah. <laughs> arms Wide Shut. 
Is that what I said? <laughs> yeah, I I shot you, said with eye, you said with eyes wide open. I'd, eyes wide open, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think Arms Wide Shut would be a way better song. Oh, yeah, it'd be Depeche Mode. Yeah, yeah. Or right. something. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I I think with arms wide open was my favorite pop up video on VH1. It was something <laughs> like this song is five minutes and five seconds long. Scott Stapp is pictured with his arms wide open for half of it. Oh my god! <laughs> He's just in his wife beater on a on a, on top of a, a mesa somewhere, just yeah. like. I hope he's not like me. Clearly, we need to start a Creed cover band. Do, oh, yeah. No, uh, a Creed barbershop quartet. <laughs> oh, that would be fantastic. <laughs> and also oh terrible. God. We used to play uh, in the old band I was in. We, we would uh, tune or like just, you know, mm. do a sound check with... Uh, um, my own prison, just a doom, 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 And as soon as you did that like, thing, people's heads would whip around, just like, no, <laughs> no, no, you shall not in this dive bar. You will not desecrate this place. Um, but it was, it was great. It was kind of at the height of Creed's unpopularity. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody uh, catfished Scott Stapp before that was even a term. And really? like put something up on Craigslist saying like Scott Stapp is going to be at this Denny's at the Holiday Inn at two in the morning, <laughs> looking to hook up with you know this woman I've pretended to be. Oh my God! Everyone needs to come to this. And the Denny's was just packed. <laughs> and so and and when he and he walked in and and somebody who was there told me like he had a cast on his arm and he looked sad and he was just kind of like skulking around and everybody in the Denny's was just kind of like glancing furtively at him like (laughs) and he just walked around nobody and nobody said anything nobody waved to him and then he just sadly walked out again oh my god and then as as after he left everyone just like cracked up laughing it i mean you'd think when you achieve that kind of fame that like you don't have to relive junior high but yeah but there there you just kind of made me feel bad for the lead singer Uh, yeah Yeah. no i I kind of my empathy got me on that one yeah yeah. Well, he's not a sex offender. I want to know what happened. Yeah, that's to his true. Mind. He's not a sex offender, so he's a halfway decent person. Uh, well, yeah. you Just know, he's at least that. got a a, a a rock bottom that's higher than yeah. than some. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. This is great. This beer is good, by the way. It's working. I will say yeah. this beer. Yeah, works. I like. Yeah. yeah, this beer. It is uh, bearded iris. What yeah. is it? The, the Tempo Double tempo. IPA. It's got El Dorado, Citra, and Centennial hops. Seven point eight percent ABV. 16 ounces. Everybody knows we love bearded iris here. Everything they do. They're wonderful. Do they make anything besides IPAs? Um, Because I've never seen anything from them that's not an IPA. That's a good, yeah, that's a good point. I'm sure. They're all good. They're all, you know, like their bearded iris home style is one of my favorite beers. We've had several other beers on here, but they all seem like they're IPAs, if not a double IPA. But yeah, this is a double IPA. they're fairly uh, floral. Yeah. Yeah. 7.8. Pretty juicy, as is the trend right now. What is this weird fire thing that says ale on the side of the can? The type of beer. Well, I know that, but what's the significance of the uh, gradient? Uh, that is the SRM? symbol. That's a symbol you put on your house if you've, uh, you know. SRM scale. Is that like when God's going to kill your firstborn, you swipe that? No, no, no. Your when you're door? a sex that's, offender. That's, that's blood. I was. Well, that could be blood. Yeah, but it's like yellow to orange. Callbacks don't really land on this show. No. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes they do. They can, they can. I got I can. like uh, no, we got a good callback. Like fuck picking fruit. 
That's been a good one. Like, have you ever had a girl that asked you, like, oh, my God, let's get up and go pick apples this weekend? No, but. Yeah. That's the I, dumbest I, thing I've ever heard. I, you know, I, I got to say, I, it just makes me appreciate my girlfriend more that she's never done that she to me. Want to yeah. It's that. stupid. I don't want to do, like, and you have to pay for it. Uh-huh. Let's go back strawberries. Uh, yeah. No, just no. just grow your own. If if you're so passionate yeah. about it, just grow your yeah. own. I'm stuff. down to go get strawberries yeah. with you. Let's uh, let's go down the market, get a couple yeah. beers. It's the same fucking strawberries, yeah. only we're not picking them and paying to pick them. Yeah, plant a garden, or but don't be a tourist. You know, yeah. just like I'm gonna pick, yeah, I'm gonna pick my own fruit. It's, it's such a hipstery thing. Like, oh my god, I'm gonna to go it. pay to do farm labor this weekend. Yeah, that is a tourist. It's so cool. Also, like on the other side of the fence, there are probably migrant workers just going, you morons. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like it's a hard joke, but I mean, it's a, it's an immigrant thing. Mm. It's not a white hipster. That's dumb as shit. Well, dumb as shit is kind of a hipster. Yeah. So I mean, it's like, hey, what? Let's take our Polaroid camera up to the apple orchard. Our lives are too easy. What can we do about that? Yeah. Take like our Polaroid camera and our Atrex players. We need to go back to when people didn't even have vaccinations. <laughs> Those aren't even hipsters. Those are just idiots. Yes. I was combining all the people yeah. that I hate. I wish they would combine themselves like that. That'd be so helpful for society. <laughs> yeah, right? Can't we just get rid if of them? Like, just combine them all. Just, just leave them over there. They'd be fine. It's, just, it's tough to group people that you, mm. you don't like because... There's so many variations. I'm just trying to make things easier for my brain and mm. find a group of people I can't like, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If only there weren't so many people to hate. Well, you know. There's just in most groups there's 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 just some good people and it's it's complicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it you is. have to it ignore is. that so that you can hate the group. <laughs> exactly. Ignore that. That's what's important. Yes. Ignoring the good people yeah. so you can hate the rest who suck. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you because just, they deserve it. They deserve to be hated. Sure. Yeah. And, 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 you know, frankly, my, my brain's doing pretty well to get what, what it gets done. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, we don't need to tax it anymore. It's, it's, it's hard sometimes. It's hard. It's hard to be a brain. It is hard to be a brain. <laughs> well, let's make it harder. Let's pour another beer. I was yeah. just uh, yeah, thinking yeah. that. Let's so do, that. do you, as the guest, which one of these, we got a couple here. Okay. I really should have eaten, eaten lunch. <laughs> we got this one. This one's a little hefty, just so you know. Yeah, that is a 13%. Oh, good. good yeah, Lord. all of these are, all the beers tonight are some sort of limited release. They're sort of rare. Okay. I mean, I got the last two of these tempos from Riverside. Okay. Travis may have some stored in the back, so ask about them if you really want them. The Tempo Double IPA from uh, Bearded Iris. Bearded Iris. You know, like the vagina. Yeah. So ask for it, but they don't have any outside, I don't think, anymore. I think I may have gotten the last two. These are a Boulevard. Yeah, it's I'm a not, limited release. I am not opening this right away. I'm sure it is very good, but we need to open this maybe last because otherwise I'll be singing like, I don't know, like a mighty fortress is our God in the Scott Stapp voice or something <laughs> like that. So, I mean, I'm uh, open to that. That's fine. <clears throat> that's a, some, it's a long song. You can always song. have some Zelta. Oh, no. Zelta. Is Latvian. I don't know why you guys did this to yourselves. I was curious. This is, and it okay. was cheap. That's true. It was you said it was two fifty. A where's Latvian our, Where's beer. our bar key? It was two fifty. I don't know. How did we open that other? Or that was a can. Hold on. I can do the lighter trick. Let's see. Seriously, we we had two bar keys on this table. Like my the D and D lighter Tanner gave me here. That's, that is nice. Open the. Uh, you got it. So this is a Lagunitas. 
This but, is a, a special brew as well. This is part of their uh, one hitter series. So they've just got this batch out. It's 11.3%. It is the Waldos, Waldos uh, yeah. special ale from Lagunitas Brewing Company. Should we call them again? <laughs> I'm down to call them again. I feel like we annoy oh. them all the time. Because if they, well, this one may not have a phone number on Thank here. Thank you. No, it does. It's the last thing on the side there. It always is. Oh, shit, is it not? It always is there. That smells potent. In 1971, the Waldos met one afternoon at 419 as to not be late and set out in a, that's weird, in a 66 Impala armed with a treasure map on a journey to find a spot near Point Reyes. They never found the spot, but they kept looking. The dankest and hoppiest beer ever brewed at Lagunitas was made with the help of the Waldos. Help is capitalized. Help of the Waldos. For all treasure hunters. 11.3%? What is, what is the point of that story? I don't know. It's flavor text. What? It's just pontification. That's all flavor text is. Okay. Yeah, it's just... Net contents, 12 fluid ounces of, malt, of hops, malt, hops, hops, yeast, hops, water, and hops. Life is uncertain. Don't sip. I like Lagunitas. Yeah, they don't have a number on this one. We should. We should. Maybe they stopped putting the number on there because of us. <laughs> we we will call if there's a phone number on the can. We'll call them up and just be like, "Tell us about this beer. You're live on Brew Chat," and just put them on the spot. So maybe they stop printing the number because of us. That smells. That smells strong. Stinky. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Jury's out on this one for me. I'm not. I'm not really sure. Doesn't have much of a taste. I'm trying to figure out what that smell no. is. It's very easy to drink for it being 11%. Yeah, I'm going to take it slow. Just going to let Tanner get wasted here. I didn't have lunch, so that's definitely going to happen. Yeah. Oh, that is hoppy. That's really earthy and dirty hoppy. and It's definitely one of those beers that you're just like, I need a gallon of water yeah. right now. <laughs> but it's not like, <clears throat> it's not dry. It's just like, yeah, I need a almost like a chaser, like some yeah. fever or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. This is when, yeah, I'll, I'll take this and a glass of water, please. Yeah. It's hard to. You know what it almost rem- kind of reminds me of is when I've been over at your place helping you brew some beer and I've seen you after you like boiled the wort and everything and you add some more water to it later. Mm-hmm. It almost reminds me of like, they just didn't add the water to it. <laughs> <laughs> just super They just kept thick. it full blast. Yeah. Well, that'll shoot the ABV up for sure. It's got it a little not- bit of a, uh. Like a fire scent in there. Maybe that's what it is. Like a, like a smoky I just sort? got, yeah, like a smoky ash sort of scent. what it is. And almost like a, uh, like a rubbing alcohol-y yeah. tinge there to it. I just wondered if you'd, you know, poisoned me or something. Or something All of us, of, we're done. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, That's how we're going it's out. A pact. <laughs> oh, I would die on a podcast. We were just, we were just waiting for you to come back. Yeah. That's all. The well, last the last month or so has been really hard, and we were just waiting. Ben and Ryan put you up to this. They did. They did. They said they're next. They we paid us fifty thousand dollars. We're gonna murder Donnie for a bit, <laughs> and then we're gonna revive him. <laughs> It'll be great, just like Weekend at Bernie's too. Oh, he won't know what happened. He'll be like, I died. What? It'll be great. I was on their show. Uh, cutthroat comedy yeah. this past weekend. How'd it go? It, uh, well, I didn't win, so it was a farce. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Naturally, it's rigged. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bridget Martin was my partner, and uh, we we made it to the the second round, but uh, we lost on a coin flip. 
Aww. Yeah, a literal coin flip to Sam Gordon and Jen Lenny, very funny uh, Atlanta comics, who were on uh, the first edition of Once a Month. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, life isn't fair. And then uh, Bridget, my teammate, uh, stole my time. Because every comic is, you know, yeah. like, yeah, your partner can either choose to, uh, um, it's, it was fine. I, I told her she could go ahead. She was sandbagging it the whole time just so you would lose. I mean, you've got your own goddamn show. I do. That's yeah. true. How's that been going, by the way? Yeah. Really well. Good, um, good. We're going to have zoo animals on the show. That's pretty sweet. Well, that yeah. sounds like Yeah. It. Yeah. Chattanooga Zoo sent two people to watch the last show to determine if I'm safe to have animals around. <laughs> And they were like, okay, yeah, we can do this. And I don't know which animals. Uh, we, haven't, we haven't been in contact since then. But we did have uh, District 8 City Councilman Anthony Bird on the show. And he was terrific. And he was a very good sport considering that the uh, panel segment that we'd done right before him was uh, two founding fathers and uh, Susan B. Anthony. And Susan B. Anthony, again, played by Bridget Martin, came on like as a dominatrix and uh, <laughs> swatted the founding fathers with her riding crop for not giving women the right to vote. <laughs> I should clarify again right. for people who don't know that uh, Chat Talk Tonight is the only show that transcends space and time. Yeah. And I interview people from the uh, past as well as the future sometimes. So we last, last week, uh, our show was politics themed. The first episode was religion themed, and the next one is going to actually be a uh, like money and business mm. themed. So I like I, that that you guys have a that you not you guys. It's sorry, it's just your, your show. <laughs> only you. It's only your show. I'll give credit where credit is due, of course. Well, I, uh, I I like I like how you have the different themes each yeah. time. Yeah. Well, I I, th- I feel like it. First of all, it gives me a direction in which to write. Because if I if if you just go like I could write about anything, you mm-hmm. know. So so the segments are. I mean, it's half improvised, so I, and I, I let people on who are going to come on the show, I tell them what the theme is, and I sort of go, like, who do you want to play? Sometimes I, have a, I was like, I think it would be funny if you did this, but who do you want to play? So one of, uh, one of the comics, uh, Shane Ryan from Knoxville, wanted to play founding father Charles Pinckney. <laughs> Just cause. Ju- uh, yeah, I was, I, was bef- watch- I was bewildered because I had to look up who that was. Right. <laughs> I'd heard the name. In South Carolina, there are a ton of things named after him. But he was uh, one of the like, super racist founding fathers who put the Fugitive Slave Act into the Constitution and like, did all these really <laughs> bad, terrible things. And I was like, why do you want to play this guy? He's like, well, here's the, here's the idea. So He's he, just misunderstood. No, he's, like, <laughs> he's on an apology tour. <laughs> and, and he's really jealous of Alexander Hamilton uh, okay. having his own like, you know, opera. And so he's like, so, so Charles Pinckney wants to have a Southern rock opera of his own where he gets to like kind of like um show the other side of himself and um, it, it was it was oh very funny and, and he considers himself like a founding stepfather <laughs> you know like yeah you know i don't get the credit and then ben dalby was playing ben franklin and just kind of roasting him <laughs> just be like man i don't even remember you <laughs> that's pretty awesome yeah and then what was so, the, wait what was this guy's name again Charles Pinkney, P-I-N-C-K-N-E-Y. You don't remember old Charles Pinkney? Charlie Pinkney. We called him Chuck back in the day. Old Chuck Pinkney. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The old racist. The old racist Chuck Pinkney. Old racist Pinkney, we used to call him, back when he signed the Declaration of Independence. Did he turn into uh, Jeff Sessions? Is that where he went? Because I'm pretty sure Jeff Sessions has been around that long. 
He he's three hundred years old. Yeah, yeah, he's old as shit. Well, he sold his soul, so that's kind of how it Mr. Works. Beauregard, <laughs> Jeff Sessions. Your cat's being loud. My cat's she's being, being a, really obnoxious she's right being now. Being a total Molly tonight. Yeah, she's been fed. I don't know what she's complaining about. Maybe Everything. she's telling us there's an earthquake coming. Animals have those powers. They do. There's a video I saw online of a uh, earthquake. I can't remember where it was at, but it's a security cam footage in an office. And for some reason, there's a dog, like somebody's brought their dog to work, and the dog is barking like crazy. And then the dog stops barking and just runs off oh, randomly. Man. And then the whole building starts shaking. Oh, yeah. Damn. Yeah, it's cr- they do have those powers. Hmm. That's really cool. Oh, over there, man. You saying we're about to have an earthquake? I don't know why she's being so needy. She's got food in there. Mm. But, uh, Pop so, up here. Uh, I'll, I'll pet you. Come so on. this this beer here, what's our what's the what's the final verdict on this thing? I like oh, this I thing. It's easy, it's easy to drink. It's high ABV. It gets the job done. It's kind of growing on me. Considering that you can only drink so much of it, I'd, I'd probably choose something else. Because mm-hmm. you can't knock back three of these without mm-hmm. dancing naked on the roof of a moving yeah. bus. So, like if you're home alone one night and you're just kind of wanting to get a buzz on by yourself, and then uh, yeah, I'm like gonna chill send out or whatever. Angry Facebook message yeah. to Grandpa. This <laughs> 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 is a great beer for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I'm with you, Donnie. It's like I tend to like to be able to pound a couple beers, so I yeah. want it to be a little lower. So yeah, but you go, you get a single for whatever it says on here. Three, two. Two thirty nine, dude. Two dollars and forty cents for twelve ounces of an eleven percent beer is fucking great. Yeah, this beer is totally worth it. And it'd be really good with a steak. It would be really good with a steak. Maybe some barbecue, something savory. Mm. I don't understand what's happening. I'm paying attention to the cat now, and she's she's still meowing. She seems to be enjoying the. Oh, oh, she's swatting. Yeah, she'll oh. fight back. Oh, she just wants. She's a whore. She's a Molly. Summer's got to be tough for a cat, and it just got really warm. That's true. It's getting up there. <clears throat> Her fur is very thick. Plus, she's she's not a tiny cat. No, no. she's a little bit of a husk. She's a little portly. A little yeah. Oh, she heard you. She's sensitive. <laughs> for the record, I know. I don't know if you guys know this, but a female cat is known as a Molly. Which ah. is why I've been calling her a Molly and saying she's acting like one. I was like wondering I where that was coming from. I was like, who the fuck's like, Molly? She yeah. sounds mean. Do you no, have no. drugs? I Are looked you it up. to share drugs? <laughs> I looked it up once because I was referring to a cat, and I know a female dog is called a bitch, and people call, you know, That's bitch, you know? So a little I, harsh. I wanted to know what a female cat was called, so I looked it up, and it's Molly. Man, cats publicist got it going on i mean it was like listen i got i got you guys molly i got you're called molly's (laughs) the dogs they're just like they'll take anything look look, there were two left and i got the long straw yeah (laughs) i don't think cats would tolerate being called bitches no i don't think so but they are you just you what but you just call them molly's they get super pissed off because they think that no one knows that term Hmm. and so cats get super pissed when you call them molly's do you talk to a lot of cats? About all the this? time. Yeah. yeah, all the time. Mm-hmm. I talk to a lot well, of Well, I mean, like, mm. Will, and, Will and Rhiannon, they each have a cat, and Heather's got a couple cats, and, like, you got a cat over here. So there's lots of opportunities to call a cat a Molly, whether they're acting like one or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Comes up. Man, I have so many friends like this cat. I'm not happy if you pay attention to me. I'm pay not happy if you me. don't. <laughs> I mean, I think cats... Speak about my dating history. Yeah, straight up. In general, yeah, they speak like to each other about it. Let's follow this. No, it's just uh, (laughs) 
I think I think it says something about me of why I like cats. Oh, I definitely like cats. Yeah, and it's like Dogs. the the ladies that I've liked in the past are you like, are kind of cat like. They're you like, like difficult women. Pay attention to me, and then you do. Don't stop. You're being clingy. Yeah, you know, and it's just See, that's it's weird. never worked out. Not me so much. I have, I have this weird, stuff. sick fetish for women who treat me well mm. and are uh, nice. And that'd be nice. Oh, oh you yeah. dirty man! I don't man. think I've experienced yeah. that. It's. Yeah. They're out there, but they're they're deeply ashamed of it. <laughs> I'm actually really easygoing and easy to get along with. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> no, I like to find the most complicated, issue-driven lady that there is. Mm-hmm. And then just... What do you mean by issue-driven? Masochism. Okay. Not mm-hmm. in like the, the fun... Sexy masochism <laughs> Not way. Not the fun masochism. But, uh, the sad. It's so hot. Like the, the like trash the, out for Like the weeks. sad, like, <laughs> no response, uh, cheating yeah. oh. sort of masochism. Oh. I'm really good at that. I'm really good at finding those ladies. Wow. You might want to get up earlier in the morning. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, I stopped picking up ladies in bars. I learned that. There you go. Yeah. You, like, anybody out there that's younger and is listening to this, don't pick up ladies in bars. Just don't. It's no, not worth it. It's not. I've never it's enjoyed not. that. We'd like to speak scene. to the many eighth graders listening to this podcast yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah. There could be some. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm mainly focusing on like the 21-year-olds that are just getting out there in the world. They're like, huh, I like beer and I like pussy. Let's go to the bar and get both. You're talking to the men. Okay. And uh, right. Yeah. 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 All right. Girls don't have to worry about picking up guys in bars because they're dumb 21-year-olds. Mm-hmm. They'll come through and try to pick you up either way. And, and girls generally mature a little quicker than guys. On Usually. Top of that. Yeah. Flashback. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and guys, when they're 21, we're idiots. Not, yeah, not Nobel Prize winners. Yeah. We're idiots was, at 21. I feel like I was all right. I probably did some dumb shit. No, you did dumb shit. I definitely I didn't know you at 21, but you did dumb shit. dumb shit as other people did. You can say it. I didn't do as much dumb shit as you, Tanner. Uh, no, not just you, just everybody. I just didn't do as much dumb shit as everybody else. That's just all they there just, is to it. You do dumb shit. I did, I did dumb shit. Yeah. yeah, I did more dumb shit than I do now. Mm-hmm. You're just, For sure. You're just wrong about so many things. Oh, I know. That, oh, I mean, it's not, I it's not that it. you're, you're really that stupid. It's just that you were so misinformed yeah. about so many things. Mm-hmm. Everything. And you're like, oh, you know, th- this is, I mean, uh, yeah, my communication back then was... So dumb. I mean, I, I look back on like women I asked out and I'm like, oh yeah, they would have been crazy to go out with me. I put so mm-hmm. much pressure on a first date when now I know that like the, the point of a first date is to determine if there should be a second date Yeah, and right. that's it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's all there is. So just, yeah, are, are we, is, is there anything here? Is this fun? Yeah. Should we keep doing it? Um, cause there's no way to find out anything all that important. Unless it's a massive red flag, mm-hmm. you know, and then you're like, oh, okay, no, well, let's. No, I did the exact same thing you did. Like to me, it was like, yeah, if I can just get him to agree to be my girlfriend, that envelope's sealed. It's done. <laughs> it's done. I didn't get a single like, one to sign that contract. I got a couple, yeah? but then oh, uh, okay, a couple, but then like two weeks later, they're like, there's too much pressure here. Well, yeah. You and know, then, you're being clingy or whatever. And I was like, looking back on I'm like, yeah, I was being fucking crazy. Oh, totally. No, that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that definitely happened. Yeah. I used to do that thing when I was 20 where I, uh, instead of like straight up, 
it, it was it was basically like high level stalking. Yeah. If I was if I was in yeah. love with this girl, I would I would learn as much of her schedule as I could, and then be where she was going before she <laughs> oh, got there. That old. I mean, oh, it's yeah. weird. oh hey. Hey, how's it going? What are you doing? And they'd be like, Oh hey, it's weird to see you. And I'm like, Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The white collar stalking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't like follow them around. I was just, you know, just already, you just already yeah. were already there. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? Not come to the place you were going? <laughs> well, to be honest, the guys that get in trouble for stalking are the ones that aren't good at it. Oh, they're the ones. You know, they really, clearly you were really good at it. Really give yeah. us a bad name. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've done that same shit. There was a, a Starbucks at the MTSU campus on in the library that I was like, that was the spot. Oh, yeah. I'd be like, I know they're going to stop by there mm-hmm. on the way to their economics class. I'm going to, you know, get it in there. Like, you were going to, yeah. you're going to, what? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to hang out in this aisle of Whole Foods for yeah. eight hours. Oh my She's, She's got to come here. When I was in college, there, back to Chad Kroger and his grocery stores, because mm. um, Murfreesboro is full of Kroger's, mm. and there was this lady that worked at the Kroger up there, and she was beautiful. She probably wasn't mm. as pretty as, like, I thought she was. But at the time, I was like, oh, yeah. this is the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. No, she's your, what I like to call the Mama Lucia's girl. What? Yeah. What's that? Uh, Mama Lucia's is an Italian restaurant back in Rockville where I used to live. And there was a waitress there, or hostess, I think. But either way, she was one of the most beautiful girls I had ever seen. Mm-hmm. And since I, air quotes, met her that one time... I have always me and my friends who were there refer to like her as the Mama Lucia's girl, and she's just like ingrained in history now. See Aww. this girl, this Kroger lady. I don't remember her name now, but I remember at the time I'd stalked her down. I oh, would like do Donnie yeah. style here. I'd <laughs> I'd figure out. <laughs> you gave her the old Donnie Marsh. Oh, <laughs> I I figured out her name. I well, no, I was super creepy about it. Now that I think about it, because not a single time did I actually talk to her. I could not work up the nerve to introduce myself. Because what am I? She's working. Mm-hmm. There was one time when I was like, "All right, I'm going to go through her line." What are you going to do? Quit your job and get away from me? <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> I'm here, babe. <laughs> I only buy groceries here. I'm buying eight <laughs> items and I'm buying them one at a time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was one time I'll I worked up the nerve to go this. through her line. I was like, "All right, I'm going to go through her line." When she rings me up, I'll have something clever to say that that'll like make her laugh. Deal will be sealed, and then I'll be like, "You want to hang out?" And it, it obviously it did yeah, not go that like way. Paper or plastic. She just rang me up and seemed dead inside because she's working at Kroger, and uh, <laughs> and so I didn't say anything. And that's the closest I ever came to actually talking to her. But I I looked this lady up on Facebook. I learned her name. Oh my! I, was, I learned what major she was in, and I was like, "Okay, cool. She's a theater kid. Like, I, I can get done with that. I like theater kids. All right. <laughs> oh God. Like, I can't remember her name though, but." That's yeah, probably, she was that's gorgeous. Probably for the it's best. definitely for the best. Did you yeah. ask her out to a play? <laughs> no, I never talked to her outside of going through her checkout line that one time. I was like, I was an awkward teenager, and then I got to college, and it was like I thought I was out of that awkward phase, but I really just thought it. Yeah, it was still mm-hmm. there, very much. No, so. that was that was definitely the Donnie Marsh. That I, I rarely spoke up. Yeah, you know. Yeah, Whereas, where you just kind of sit across the room and you just look, and you're like. You know, give them those looks. And you're like, mm-hmm. they're not going to come out. Like, eventually she'll look back at me. Yeah, eventually she'll look back. And then, but you never think past that. Like, all right, she's going to look back. Then what I do? 
Right. Well, I can't go over there and talk to her. Well, then I look away real quick so yeah. she doesn't think then I'm Then I look away. Yeah, you do that. Like, oh. <laughs> and then we'll play this game. <laughs> and it'll be great. And yeah. then she'll come over here. Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. No, that's not how it works. That's, I've never had a girl approach me after that. No, I don't Ever. So. I've never looked at a girl and then she looked at me and I should have gone over to her. Yeah. But I've never had a girl come over to me mm-hmm. or a woman or a mm-hmm. lady, whatever you yeah. want to say. I'm, I'm way more. I guess I'm way more direct now. I just yeah. Now to, these there's days, there's no reason yeah. not to be. I don't right. have time to deal with that yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason not to be these days. And to be honest, I'm kind of just jaded on the whole dating thing in general. It's like, all right, you're about at that point. You're, yeah, you're thirty, right? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. good. Yeah, that's about right. It happens. I, yeah, yeah. The sexual part of your life is over. Yeah, you know. <laughs> no, I've deemed that. I was talking Pretty to somebody about that the other day. I, a mutual friend of ours was talking. Was like, man, I need to get laid. I was like, dude, like, just go jerk off. Like, yeah. It saves you time. Yeah. It's, it's totally the, it's not the same. Come on. <laughs> it's not the same, but it's like, but you do you really have to go get bit. laid? Like, really? Like, just uh, go jerk off and go have you a nice, productive day. It, it's, uh, you know. Tanner's at the point gets, where I was for a bit. Yeah, yeah. It gets you, know, you it gets you a long way there. Space. It gets yeah. you a long way there. But, uh, you know, I don't know. There's, it's definitely a lot different. Yeah. There's sometimes you're, you're just, you're way more in the mood for it than others. Mm. So okay, how what? old was this guy? He's uh, 26. 20, okay. Mid, mid-ish twenties. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a lot more patient now yeah. than I was. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. When, and when I was younger, it wasn't necessarily about getting laid. It was kind of the whole package thing, but is, I don't, I don't know. I feel there's a thing of kids raised in America. We get fed so much bullshit through rom-coms and all this stuff mm-hmm. is it, you have this image in your head growing up. It's like, Oh, if I don't have a boyfriend or girlfriend, I'm worthless. I'm a piece of shit. And it, it took me until I don't know, early twenties. And after my first major relationship to get past that, to realize that you're still a worthless piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> to realize like, it doesn't matter if yeah. I've got a girlfriend or not. I'm a worthless piece of shit either this way. did not improve me. <laughs> yeah. And, huh. and it's just, if more people would realize that, mm. like I've got several friends where I'm like, dude, you don't need a girl. Like you yeah. complain to me 24 seven about this. Yeah. Just, so, just end it. Like yeah. y'all are super unhappy. I've already spent so much time. And, uh, uh, well, she's yeah, the one know? man. It doesn't sound like it. Yeah. You all argue all the time. And like, everybody's going to argue, but it's like, come on, man. Like, but you were talking about dates earlier. I want to, I want to get to your date here. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're yeah, talking the- about second dates. Yeah, thank yeah, you, Tanner. Yeah. It was a second date, first of all. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I'm part of the reason I'm on here is to deliver a rebuttal to <laughs> a a vicious attack on me. Several. Uh, yeah, it was several. Yeah, yeah. several. Well, okay, but one in particular. <laughs> okay, all right. Where um, I never thought. First of all, I'd never thought I'd have to come on a podcast to clear up my stance on well, incest. And, and our stance here is we feel like we had a boat. Mm-hmm. And then we've let people on this boat, and yeah. they brought a bunch of cannons and launched them at your boat. Yeah. All we did was have a boat. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, well, having a boat's a big responsibility. It is. Guys. It okay. is. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, so, um, obviously, so before, before I say anything else, I, the episodes with uh, Grace Holtz and Natasha Furrier yeah. have been my favorites that I've listened to <laughs> on this show. All right. Cause, cause when, you know, three dudes, 
you know, talk about relationships and sex and stuff. It, it's, it, it feels very uh, high school. Yeah. But when it's a co-ed situation, it feels more like college, you know, it's like, yeah. like yeah. oh, yeah, no, it's slightly more sophisticated. There's a little bit, you know, more of a, yeah. I don't know. It's, you know, you're, everybody's learning mm-hmm. stuff, you know, They're, they've said a few things. I'm just like, Oh, I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like the thing about when they were, when they were little and, uh, they'd play house, like everybody, all the girls wanted to be the, the man or the dad. And I was like, that is so weird. I'd never, I never thought about that, but it's true. I've seen that. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that was very interesting, but grace just like out of nowhere. She put you on blast, man. A little, a little yeah, bit on blast, yeah, a little, bit, little yeah. bit on blast, and and again we're friends. Yeah, uh, we're we're all we're all friends here. I think. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And in my eyes, we're all buddies. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. I, and I I adore them like seventy five percent of the time. But Grace mentioned a date that she and I had had gone on, and she mentioned that uh, there really wasn't you know anything going on there. Um, total lie. First of all, <laughs> okay. We have a, I mean, okay, sure. Yeah. We, we have a, we're both in, in relationships now and we're, yeah. we're, we're happy and, you know, but do we have an undeniable chemistry? Of course. Is <laughs> Grace the one that got away? Yes. Um, <laughs> do, do I have feelings? Yes, of course. But, um, you yeah, know, but anyway, this is, this is the, this is the thing that, that happened. We first, and it's, the thing she should be making fun of me for is that I asked her out by voicemail. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. impressive. Yeah, this that's for you, awesome. This should that's not work. Awesome. Talk about yeah. ballsy. This should not work. Yeah. It was it was very late and I'd been thinking about it cuz we were very new to the scene and when you're when you're new to the comedy scene sometimes you you, know, you go out with other mm-hmm. comics because you don't know any better. It's like working yet. in a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, you go yeah, out yeah. with the other people you work with because you don't know anybody. Yeah, and once you once you do that a couple of times, you're like, oh, you know, if I'm going to keep on doing stand up, I shouldn't do this anymore. Don't mm-hmm. shit where you eat. Because exactly. then, okay, I've never understood that phrase. Which part is the shitting and which part is the eating? Both. I mean, you don't, don't eat in the bathroom. I don't want to watch you eat now, but it's um, <laughs> no, you just you just shouldn't because you're going to be on shows together a lot, and so if things don't work out, which generally they will not you're going to have to run into that same person all the time. And what if you really embarrass yourself or, you know, do something dumb? So, uh, anyway, I, but I, at the time I didn't know, I was just like, Oh, you know, Grace is really clever and, um, I really like her a lot. And, um, so I, I just asked her out via voicemail. Mm. We, we had just been hanging out, but there was another comic there. Couldn't really say anything at the time. So I'm like, I'm just going to do this now. This is three thirty in the morning. I don't care. I'm going to try. And I didn't know she was like she wasn't near her phone or something. I thought I would get her, and so I'm just calling her. It goes to voicemail. I'm like, oh, okay, we're doing this. (laughs) So the next day, so I basically said, hey, um, well, this is weird, but I'm just going to ask you out, you know, and and that was and that was that. And uh, at the time, I don't. I think she was working in a restaurant. She didn't have to be up uh, until late. And so she, um, she didn't return the call until like 5 PM the next day. That's during the which worst. Time I was just like, Oh, there's, <laughs> yeah, she was just, she listened to it. It was like, what a weirdo. Yeah. Oh my God. You're running every scenario in your head. Yeah. And yeah. none of them are good. I'm like, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not like she listened to it. It was like, Oh my goodness. How exciting. 
Let me draft, <laughs> let me draft a letter in response. <laughs> Dearest Donald, that was just- how I have waited <laughs> for you to notice. <laughs> no, um, but uh, yeah, I, I just... Uh, anyway, she, she calls me back and she was like, she was actually kind of charmed, uh, by that. And, uh, <laughs> according to her, like nothing else, nothing else. <laughs> the rest of the time was interesting to her, but she actually liked the voicemail thing. And then, uh, we went out, I think to, to feed co again, like first date, mm. you know, it's just like, is, are we having fun? Should we do this again? And together we determined that there should be a second date. Now, she wants to act now like there was no, oh, no interest on her <laughs> end. Then why, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, was there a second date? All right. We all know Grace doesn't. Exhibit A. She yeah. doesn't take any shit, all right? That's so true. why would she allow there to be a second date? It's a very good question. Yes. Maybe it was some, like, what is that term? Freudenschad, schadenfreude? Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. Maybe it was some self-schadenfreude. Maybe she was, maybe she was punishing herself for another misdeed by forcing herself to go on another date with me. Some self-deprecation. Oof. I don't know. I've gone on dates with girls that I don't really, uh, that I'm See not here. really into, but I'm entertaining the idea. Like, logically, I can look at it like Spock and just be like, okay, she's nice. She's pretty. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, smart. I'm not really feeling anything, but like, she's not crazy. And, uh, you know, she's not banging every dude in town. So, like, it's the logical decision. Logically, mm-hmm. I should, uh, this is a good decision. So we should go out again. And so I've gone on second dates where the first one wasn't good, but gone on the second one just to sort of see what happened. So maybe yeah. it was a thing like that. Entirely possible. Yeah. Entirely possible. But she needed another test drive on the car before I'm, she could decide if she wanted to buy it. I'm not a shrinking violet, though. You, the, the first date, you kind of know. <laughs> yeah. You know what you're getting. You know what's yeah. there. So it's not like I'm like, I'm not exactly mysterious. Mm. So uh, You're the enigmatic Donnie Marsh. I right. not really that enigmatic. <laughs> That's a term I would use. I'll, no, I, this podcast will last five hours, and I'm just I'm still going. <laughs> I gotta be me. Uh, um, no, so we go on the second date. No, is it completely understandable why she would not be interested? <laughs> <laughs> it would it would be a very weird fit, but. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, I could just, I'm imagining her sitting right next to you right now and just going back, you guys going back oh, and I forth think that's this where story. I think this may be, be going eventually, but <laughs> I hope that happens. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, Bruce again, will just turn into like crackling chemistry. You'll see it. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we, so we, yeah, we go to big chill for second date, low stakes, mm-hmm. you know, very mm-hmm. low stakes there. And unfortunately, like karaoke night or no? No, it okay. was a Friday. Figured it was, it was a Friday in January of 2016, I believe. Mm-hmm. And the, um, we, um, I think I was it, there that night. It was <laughs> entirely, everyone was there that night. A fight broke out at the bar. Oh my God. Um, sounds about right. Yeah. But I'd been in a friend's birthday party right before that. And so I showed up already a little drunk and, um, so I, I definitely did not put my best foot forward there, but here's, and here's what I want to really clear up. The only thing she tells people about that night and why she wasn't interested was she'll say, Hey, he just kept talking about incest. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> we were talking about incest, all right, first of all. And also, I was riffing. You go on a date with another comic, yeah. especially if you feel like, oh, there's not uh, much going on here. Yeah. Maybe we're not, maybe this isn't going to go anywhere. At least let's have fun and, yeah. you know, joke around. It, it makes it sound like I was like, hey, Grace, you know, I really enjoy being on this date with you, but you know who I'd really like to be with right now? <laughs> My mom. <laughs> <laughs> Let me talk about my hot cousins right now. Let me, <laughs> boy, my dad, what a kisser! You know, it's, it's not. That is absolutely not what happened. So, hey, what was that? Yeah, was what was that? Tanner's been making weirdo noises over here. I don't know what that was. Yeah. We're still. Uh, it didn't register on the waveform, so I don't know what that was. I don't know. Anyway, the, yeah, the, anyway. The, the the idea that I would just uh, you know pop off about uh, about incest. On a second date, yeah, it's not for really, no reason. It's at least third date material. It's a bit absurd. Well, you, when you're trying to get him hot and bothered on the third date, yeah, of course yeah, you're yeah. just like. Uh, but no, I, I drop it on number wait, one. You use that neg of like you're hot, but my cousin's hotter. <laughs> <laughs> like you neg them like that, and they just they cream right up. Oh, oh <laughs> negging. Uh, remember. You remember that guy, uh, no, 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 Mystery yeah. or whatever, Mystery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I read that book. God, that book was so trashy. <laughs> I got to second base because of that book. What? When I, I got was, to second base not only because of that book, but with that book. You were holding the book I was at the time. Holding the, I was telling a story about one That's of the chapters kind of in the book. Thank you very much. Yeah. And... I was like, yeah, this guy's telling this story about like how he, like he met Britney Spears or something like that. I forget exactly the story. And then next thing I know, we're making out on the couch. It happens. It just happens. I don't know how it happened. I don't get it. I don't get the physics of the book. And I know it. it's terrible. It's terrible, yeah. That, <laughs> when I was terrible. 19 or 20 and it first came out, I read the book. And I was mm-hmm. like, man, this guy, mystery's got some good shit to say. That's right. It's like a chess game. Yeah. Read the art of war. It was right around the Dan- time Dane Cook was popular. I sure. Hated, I yeah. hated Dane Cook. Yeah. I liked Dane Cook there for a minute. But uh, his first album, Retaliation, was yeah, a good no, comedy everybody, album. Everybody yeah. listened to that album so much. It was much. good. I'm kind of with you, Jared. I, when I first saw Dane Cook, I realized, like, oh, this is how my mom feels about Jim Carrey. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. she, she would just be like, I don't understand. It's, mm. it's yeah. just energy. What is happening here? My, and, and I'd be on the floor cracking up. You yeah. Know? And I still maintain that. I mean, Jim yeah. Carrey is very funny, but I can understand why. Like, there's there's definitely a generational thing. I think I was mm. in my early 20s, and it was still the first time I felt old. Mm-hmm. I, was like, I don't get <laughs> I see. I might not have this. realized that I was feeling old, but I think it's the same thing. Yeah. I, I think he's more of like a visual artist. Cause he, you know, he's, he's up there on stage and he's got the crazy like flailing and he's like, ah, blah, blah. yeah, I wouldn't even say, I, I don't even want to give him the dignity of being an artist to be honest. Well, I mean, you know, there's not, artists aren't always good artists. That's I true. could draw a fucking That's painting, true. but it yeah. wouldn't look like the one on, of Micah's mom on your wall over yeah. there. So, but I mean, Dane Cook, you go to watch him in concert concert or whatever you call a what do you a show a, a comedy show a performance a performance of a dane cook performance and show is you know yeah, he fine. but he, he puts on a show yeah like he's rolling around he's acting he's yelling he's an and stuff like that yeah he's, he's an all around yeah. Yeah. but you listen to him on an album and you don't get that you just get him yelling and being annoying 
mm-hmm. and being Dane Cook. And you, you know, to this day, he's though, not even like he has sold more comedy albums to this day than any other comedian. No way. Well, yeah. Only because older Re- comedians well, didn't but, have comedy. albums. Well, because now nobody puts out comedy albums. Right. Nobody there puts out a comedy CD. There anymore. didn't used to be. And now there aren't any more. Yeah, and he was there in the now. heyday. And now he's just number one forever. And it's really mm. shitty because it should. He, he was Cook. one of the last big comedy album sellers. Yeah. That's why that's yeah. remained is because yeah. right after that, Netflix started streaming. And then exactly now, yeah. if you're a comedian and you're going to do a special, mm-hmm. you put it on Netflix, mm-hmm. like boom, you're done. And getting back to what you were saying just a second ago, if I'm going to, if I want to laugh, I want to sit down and watch them. Cause for me, I, I didn't like listening. I still don't like listening to comedy albums yeah. really. Well, you but, can listen to like a Mitch Hedberg or something yes, like that, I was just where he's just like that, a one liner yeah. or something like that. I still would rather watch it though. Like and get the whole performance. There, like drugged out of his fucking mind, just like barely looking at anyone, just rocking back. I remember mm-hmm. watching these Mitch Hedberg shows. Just like, uh, yeah. See, Mitch Hedberg I is one for me Pringles. that I could never get into too much. Really? He says Weird. things, like some things, I'm like, okay, that's funny. But I have to be stoned to like really laugh at his stuff. Mm. Like super stoned. No, but, I always liked his, his jokes a lot. I thought, I mean, you could. They're clever. You could I can appreciate them. them. You didn't need to like. He was like Stephen Wright, where it's like mm-hmm. I. Mm-hmm. I remember when you know I first got the internet as a kid. One of the first things that went around on email and got shared by everybody were old Stephen Wright one-liners. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because Still it was all it was all text. On my dog, mm-hmm. you know, now he's gone. Yeah, <laughs> there, were, there were like uh, you know pictures. Uh, pictures took so long to send or to <laughs> download. You couldn't send, so it was all text at first. Mm-hmm. So it was just these one-liners, and it would be things like. I was in the Navy. I was on a submarine. We didn't have a periscope. We had a kaleidoscope. <laughs> Looked into it and I told the captain, we're surrounded. <laughs> yeah, and it's just it's just stupid shit like that yeah. over and over yeah. and over. See, like, that's yeah. funny. It's just, I don't know, something about the uh, Mitch Hedberg stuff. It's just, I don't know. I, I feel like I got onto it too late is mostly what it was. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how you are with Alien. It's like if you'd seen I, Alien when you were so lame. You say that now, but if you'd seen that when you were nine and it blew your fucking mind, it'd be different. And I feel that way about Mitch Hedberg. Is I got onto Mitch Hedberg a little too late. Tanner, to be fair, Alien is rated R, and I shouldn't be watching it at age nine. Well, you're uh, also probably missing I a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, missing a lot. Probably, you know. yeah, that's true. Yeah, but no, that and the, and the age difference is different between Alien, Mitch Hedberg. But I didn't really start listening to Mitch Hedberg until I was probably 18 or 19. And at that point, he'd have been long dead. Yeah. And, see, uh, I, was, I was watching comedy and like, I would watch Jim Brewer. I see, I liked Jim Brewer. Interesting. I liked yeah. early Chappelle. That was when I started watching yeah. comedy and stuff like that. That was when Comedy Central, they'd have their like little bumps with comedians and they'd be like, I'm Brendan Fraser, and you're watching Comedy Central. It's pronounced Fraser, not Fraser. I know where you live. And they would just be like, and then you'd have your commercials. And like, do you remember when Comedy Central used to I do, do and that? I remember they had an ad with Brendan Fraser where he said, and I thought it was the funniest fucking thing, and I created a screen name based on this called Manor Torson. But he, uh, in one of those bumps, he said, when I'm online, I like to go by Brendan Fraser, and nobody knows who I am. <laughs> And I thought that was the funniest shit when I was in ninth or 10th grade. But yeah, Comedy Central used to play all, all sorts of comedy. Now it's mostly shows, and I know they still have comedy on there, but it's not what it used to be. That's where I first watched Dane Cook. 
mm-hmm. was it was yeah. on that. I can't remember what the show was called, but they would give comedians like 15 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, premium blend. Premium. Yeah. 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 Premium blend. And it was when Dane Cook did the alien bit. He had the yeah. the yeah. black uh, tank top on, mm-hmm. black mm-hmm. wife beater. And he did the like, uh, have you guys ever watched alien? Just and he did that right, whole see, bit. See, if you're listening, you don't get that. Like yeah, the whole movement. Yeah. He's very physical. Thing. Yeah. yeah but you know what? So was Steve Martin. If you if you mm-hmm. go back and listen to some of the Steve Martin records, you're like, what is he doing? Yeah. That's making everybody laugh. And it's almost like comedians back then didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Or or they intentionally wanted you to go like, no, you have to come to my show mm-hmm. to see what I did. Yeah. He'd do something like, you know, now for my uh, next trick, I'm going to inhale this stool into my lungs. <laughs> and you'd hear him go... <laughs> Oh, darn. <laughs> just like, oh, yeah. all right, well, moving on. Yeah. They just put, uh, I don't know if they just put it on there, but they put that Eddie Murphy or Eddie Murphy special, the red leather. I can't remember the actual name of it. Oh, they put that on? Yeah, it's on. Uh, that well, is not aged well. No, that's really? what I was about to say. It is not aged. I watched it the other day. The red leather Eddie Murphy. Raw? Comedy special. Was it raw? I, I can't it, remember the name of it. I think it. it's raw. It's either raw or delirious. Everyone knows Those what I'm the, talking about, though. He's yeah. wearing the red leather. I was going to say, he's, it's not called red leather, but that's what he's wearing. Yeah, yeah that's what he's like wearing. Suit, yeah, that crazy jacket, red leather pants. jacket. Yeah. Pants I, think outfit. Was, I think it was raw. But, yeah. And I was, I remember seeing that when I was a kid on Comedy Central. And just because I liked Eddie Murphy when I was a kid, I thought he was just funny. His characterizations, his mannerisms are funny. Yeah. And I watched that again recently. And I was blown away about how, like, not well that age yeah. is like, there's bits about fags in there. Like, and yeah, I'm using his or, words, throws, not mine. Yeah, he throws that around. And a lot. I was like, yeah. Whoa, like, Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Like did not expect. Cause I mean, it's just, I did not expect that. I didn't, it does <laughs> not age. Well, there's a bunch of like anti-gay jokes in there, all that sort of stuff. Is that bugging you right there? It keeps hitting that spring. Ah, yeah. thank you. I just keep yeah. hearing that in my headphones. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's not aged well. But then you look at something like George, an old George Carlin bit. That's great. And it's like, holy shit, this guy's a genius. Oh, George like Carlin's even by today's amazing. standards. Oh yeah. And it's just, I don't. know, It's weird because you like. I mean, it's hard to compare George Carlin to Eddie Murphy. No, but they're it's the like, same. They're the same. Exactly. George same. Carlin's <laughs> comedy has way more longevity. Yeah. Than what Eddie Murphy did, and what is arguably one of the largest. Comedy specials of all like oh, most well known. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, everyone everyone does their. I mean, you can attest to this probably. Everyone does their comedy differently. Uh, George Carlin would spend hours and hours and hours writing and rewriting and rewriting and going over and you know and and workshopping all all of his stuff. It was less personality driven. Right. Yeah. He had planned jokes and they were going to hit here and here and it was written specifically this way because of the wording and everything and he spent countless hours doing that yeah but not everyone does that i don't know what eddie murphy's style was necessarily is it doesn't see i mean if you're gonna be making fun of gays and stuff like that ad infinitum yeah it doesn't seem like you wrote it in the first you know what i mean one back then was such a weird time too because i feel like yeah, this is the early I mean, 80s. I don't do stand-up yeah. comedy, but I'm a big fan of comedy. Like, I like to laugh and goof around. Comedy has finally come back to a place where I think it should be, which is where people are just doing comedy for the sake of doing comedy. Where for the longest time, and like, it kind of started in the 80s, I feel, it's like, 
oh, no, you're wanting to get a sitcom or yeah. you're wanting mm. to be an actor mm-hmm. or you're wanting to do this and you're using stand-up comedy to get noticed is yeah. what you're trying to do. I think, I mean, there's certainly people chasing Netflix specials and things mm-hmm. like that, but I think that most people doing comedy for a little while understand the near hopelessness mm-hmm. of it. And it's like, you mm-hmm. better enjoy this. Yeah. Because if you're doing this to get famous, mm-hmm. it's probably not going to work yeah. and you're going to be very frustrated and you're going to burn out really fast. Mm-hmm. But if, if you are, if you're a real fan of this and you're okay with struggling in the trenches forever and never making it, if you mm-hmm. can really make peace with that and just know that like, Hey, I got a lot better, you know, I did the best I could, then this is for you. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's, um, I don't know. It's, it's definitely, I, I think in the nineties, I remember like all these comedians getting sitcoms, but nearly all of them had spent, you know, at least 15 mm-hmm. years before that, like Drew Carey, oh, yeah. you know, Seinfeld, Tim Allen, like mm-hmm. these were people who like, they'd really, um, they had chops, you know, yeah. they, they had a paid lot, their dues. they had a backlog. It wasn't just like a, okay, you've paid your dues. You can do mm-hmm. this now, but they had so much material that mm-hmm. they were sitting on. That I mean, even you know Steve Martin when he yeah. got popular pretty young, but he started really young. He was an entertainer. I think he was like president of his mm-hmm. you know uh, high school class and was just always on or not always on, but like always entertaining people and writing and doing stuff. And so I don't know. It, it's um, the the financial model for it is obviously a lot mm-hmm. different now, and yeah. so that's why like I'm. I'm going to be pressure washing houses for a long time. <laughs> and I'm even trying to do something now where I schedule pressure washing jobs in Nashville and Atlanta so I can go there, work during the day and then do a show at night yeah. because I'm not getting paid very much for those shows. Yeah. And, and as I mean, like capitalistically, I shouldn't be, there are so many people mm-hmm. better than <laughs> me willing to do stand up for less. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, that's just how the marketplace works. And right now. And, um, you know, it's the, the barrier to entry is very low. Anyone, I mean, most people have at least a good five minutes in them if they can mm-hmm. find it. Yeah. Now, a lot mm-hmm. of things are funny conversationally with your friends, but making it funny on stage is a, is a different matter yeah. and takes practice. But when you got the skill you know, too, of like being able to read a crowd and being able to see like, Oh, this is a more, uh, like right leaning crowd. I need to Steer away from these jokes a little bit. I need to praise Hitler. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Guys, Hitler's in the crowd tonight. It's a right-leaning crowd. Like, do we have swastikas in here? Yeah, do we have? Do we have any? Uh, How far right? Well, I mean, like, I always tell people, like, you know, look at the age of the crowd first. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, that's the biggest difference in in an audience to me. Mm. 55 and 25-year-olds laugh at such different things. Oh, yeah. Uh, the age gap is more important than like wealth gap, race gap, gender gap. It's in terms of like what a crowd is going to mm-hmm. laugh at. Um, older people think the funniest thing in the world is when you're shitting on young people. And I don't want to yeah. like, disparage yeah. older people, older crowds too much, but man, are they bitter. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're so, they're so like, I mean, just nasty to, I mean, it used to be that, the, one of the worst things you could say to somebody is insult their kid. And now people just do it on Facebook all the time. Like, mm-hmm. my kid's so stupid. <laughs> well, yeah, I feel like it's it's finally, we're at a time where it's like, it's okay to not like your kid. 
Yeah, thanks, Louis. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, um, yeah, it's, I mean, but like I have a, a friend, uh, his name's Ben Wallace. He, he's in, um, he's in Atlanta and he just started doing stand up and he has a couple of kids. And he was, he was just telling me that the dad material is so hard to do because the default for everybody with kids now is to be like, I hate my kids. Isn't that crazy? And he's, and I, I was like, no, I like, Actually, like talking about how much you love your kids would be more of a misdirection. And so, oh, okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a point of view we don't mm-hmm. actually hear yeah. very often. I mean, you can make fun of them, but, uh, or like, I don't know, like talk about how much they expose you mm-hmm. as you know, yeah. someone who like, maybe shouldn't <laughs> be an example to people. <laughs> like, that's. I mean, that's funnier than just like, kids are so dumb. Mm. Yeah. Cause I mean, I get that's thing. I mean, it's all cyclical and that in some points of view get played out and just overused. So True. like the whole, I mean, you, like, can, you can yeah. present it like, Oh yeah, no, I love my kids the way they vandalize my house and my car and you know, yeah. bring roaches in because they don't throw food away and stuff. <laughs> it's great. No. And it, uh, what do you think about, because this is something that I think about a lot because we do this podcast and I'll say some outlandish shit from time to time. And uh, this new movement of, you know, quote unquote, political correctness. What, mm-hmm. do, what do you think about all this? Because especially, you know, getting back to the Eddie Murphy mm-hmm. stand up special, like him saying faggot in there. Like there was a whole bit he had. Yeah. Where it's like, I was like, oh, my God. It's, it's, it's infamous now. Yeah. And uh, so where do you sort of stand? Because I'm kind of like. You know, I understand. I'm not going to say something to purposely, purposefully hurt somebody's feelings. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'll be on here. I'll try to see something to make the listeners laugh or something. You know, I don't want to say it just be kind of a shock jock, something like that. But mm-hmm. it's st- still, there's a big air right now on the left side of things. Mm-hmm. And we're like, no, you can't say retarded. You can't say this and that. And there's a big suppression of free speech right now on certain things. So where, where do you think you stand on all that? comedy wise? I mean, cause I mean, comedy, you're always trying to find that line of like what you can and can't say. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm really not trying to find that line. Yeah. I, I guess I, I'm looking for, I'm, I'm just looking for what's funny and is going to, I don't know what's going to work. I, mm. I just think that you're in life your reputation is the most important asset that you have. Yeah. yeah. And if people hear you say like, like people always go, like, well, why does this guy get away with saying mm-hmm. this? And I can't, it's like, well, cause everyone hates you already. Like yeah. you're not yeah. cool. Yeah. Like you, everyone knows you to be a hateful person mm-hmm. or just, you know, really bitter and, and, and ignorant. So when somebody who is more talented and is funnier and you know, more intelligent than you, says the same, well, they're probably saying it differently Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and every, and there's a context there. So, I mean, free speech still exists. You can say whatever you want, Mm -hmm. but But there are consequences. There are consequences and you have to be, you have to be willing to accept those consequences. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, like Doug Stanhope, um, not playing a lot of churches, uh, you know, not, not invited Mm -hmm. to do, I mean, he's, he's not going to, there's so many shows that, um, he has willingly taken himself out of the running for, and he know he understands that that is the consequence of doing his material. Mm-hmm. Now he does have a niche audience who adores him. So you need to figure out like, well, what do I want to be? Do I mm-hmm. want to be Mr. Mass appeal or do I, I mean, so I, I don't want to be like, 
the edgy comic because I'm not Donnie the edgy person, <laughs> generally. <laughs> like, you got I, your pipe, you're reading the paper. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I like people more than I think most comedians do. And, um, of course, uh, someone told me recently, that's because you were homeschooled. You just haven't met that many people. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fair point. That could be it. Yeah, that could be it. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I'm not, I'm just trying to be myself. Yeah. I'm trying to articulate my point of view in a funny or, or maybe absurd way. Mm-hmm. I say a lot of things on stage that I do not mean, mm-hmm. but it's obvious that I don't mean them. Because it's sort of like a, I'm playing a dumber version of myself sometimes. Well, I think that's kind of the thing too. And getting back to your, your date with, uh, with grace here for a minute is you guys were riffing and a lot of times people don't understand what a joke is. (laughs) And that's what your taste me. I've noticed it in my family. I'll say stuff around my family and they're like, Tanner, it doesn't work that way. I was like, that was a joke. Yeah, you're right. People, Grace doesn't really get jokes. Yeah. Well, no, that's what I, that's not what I was saying is I was just saying she, you know, she thought he was going on about uh, incest, but they were riffing. That's right, all I was right. saying. I, getting back to I that. thought I, I, I believed it was obvious. I was, I was riffing, but yeah. I mean, we're again, like we're both drinking. It's, you know, you don't come off the, the mm. way you intend to. Well, and that, that's the point I was trying to make yeah. is, uh, it's like, I'll say things sometimes and, it's, and you know, like around my family, I'm like, that was a joke, guys. Like I said something to my brother one day, who's a lawyer. He's a very straight laced, like just. Yeah. By the books. He's a very, I mean, he's, he's a lawyer. He's, he's a <laughs> he's, fucking boy scout. He's our legal department. He's great. He's a fucking boy scout. But the con of that is I said something to him one day. I was like, you know, maybe I should get arrested, you know, as, as brew chat, like maybe like a pissing in public charge, just something kind of light, you know, no press is bad press. Like maybe I could get arrested for something like that. And it would show up in the paper. I could be wearing a brew chat shirt. I was obviously joking, right? I don't want to get arrested, but he immediately goes into lawyers like Tanner, don't you get arrested? If you get arrested and I get a call from you saying you were pissing in public, I'm not going to be your lawyer, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And I was like, dude, it was a joke. Calm down. And a lot of people are like that, that like they don't understand. I feel like we've gotten an era right now where it's like, quit being so fucking sensitive. What happened to sticks and stones? Right. Well, I mean, the the world is just more public than it's ever Mm -hmm. been. And so those people were always there. They just didn't hear you. Mm -hmm. And so, and and they feel free to scold you. Like uh, one of the, I I still check Yahoo sometimes. Mm -hmm. And Yahoo does this thing on your phone where, um, it's not on not on your computer, but for your any mobile device, it shows the first or top rated comment on every like you don't have to click on the article to see the top comment. It's just right underneath the story, and there's always okay. somebody who's just like, "Well, this wasted a bunch of my time." Yeah, <laughs> and like that's the only comment that you see, or it's just like, "I had soup for lunch today." <laughs> <laughs> and it, well, I mean, because they're just making fun of the, yeah. the, the the article, and and if it's if it's anything race related, like the oh man, like the comment is so like purposefully misleading and horrible. It's just like, why didn't they just order something at the Starbucks? It's like, (laughs) you are purposefully misunderstanding what happened. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, but those, those people have a public forum Mm -hmm. and they're often the loudest. So if I, I mean, if I want to get on stage, uh, this is why I don't record very much that I do. I don't, because people, Oh, you should put some of your stand up on, on, you know, on YouTube or something. I'm like, why? 
so I can hear yeah. like, from somebody I haven't spoken to in 20 years, mm-hmm. give me their opinion that I do not care about. Yeah. Like that's cause that's most of what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I understand like, like maybe at some point down the road, somebody may be like, this guy's really talented. We should give him a show or something, mm-hmm. but not now I've mm-hmm. been doing stand up under three years. I need, I need more, you know, at bats mm-hmm. before yeah. I really try. Yeah. 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 Every once in a while, some old friend will be like, oh, man, you should yeah, you should get – like, I think my mom was like, oh, the zoo animals are a great idea. Yeah. You could get a show on Discovery Channel or something <laughs> like that. And I'm like, mom, <laughs> I've had – this will be my third episode of the show, and we haven't filmed <laughs> anything yet. Like, I, I'm untouched that you think I'm that talented and charismatic, but – that's not how it works. That's like my parents. My parents tell me I need to be reaching out to TLC with Breach uh-huh. and I'm like, no. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> yeah. Next yeah. year. I'm like, no, it doesn't really work that way. <laughs> what, what's your goal for this year? This Bruce year? Uh, damn, that's a deep question. Um, I don't know. I'm hoping to be able to put out more video content. And we've been doing pretty good about it. I think so. We yeah, have, we've we got, have a lot of stuff coming out for American Craft Beer Week. We just got a lot of stuff in the chamber right now okay. that we're ready to release. Um, we recently learned that these, uh, we've been doing these like little, we recorded one right before this over at the brew market, these little sort of vlog things where we quick review some beers on mm-hmm. video and we just do a real quick cut for about 10, 15 minutes, kind of very we, in the style of uh, the opening of Grace and Natasha's oh, yeah. thing where it's just like very quick. Cut. Yeah, if you if by in the style of you mean we stole it directly from that. No, I don't yeah, think we stole it because I mean it's just a very basic technique. It is. Yeah, it's yeah. not like you know we thought it was funny because they ditched us one night. Mm-hmm. They were supposed to come over here to record, and we we're like, well, we'll just do this. We'll do it just like that. Yeah, and we're, we'll was- just do it like theirs. But then it took off, and it's not really a style there. It's a very basic style. It's not you know not knocking it. It's just yeah, the rough a filmmaking cut. style. Yeah. It's just. Very basic. Yeah, rough, the, rough cut comedy. They will like ditch you. They, they will yeah. ditch you. They have, and they and did. I'm sure They'll they just, will again. Yeah. When you're not looking, they get their check and walk out into the night without an explanation <laughs> sometimes. Yes. And all you've been doing there the whole time is just talking about incest. That's... And then, and then she's just gone. And making some pretty hilarious jokes, I thought. I believe you. Thank you. What are you doing later? <laughs> incest. I'm going to leave you a voicemail. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I like voicemails. I never listen to them, but I like them. I turned mine off. My dad fussed at me all the time. He's like, Tanner, your voicemail's turned off. I was like, I know. See, I think mine is full. Mine because, may just be full. Because mine, I, I keep getting, like, it'll it'll pop up on my phone, like, hey, your voicemail's full. People can't leave messages. Voicemail's so dumb. Through, like, it's so dumb. Just shoot me a text. Yeah. Like, hey, I tried. Yeah, to, I just tried to give you a shout, man. Give me a call when you can. I got this uh, business idea. Or yeah. just shoot me a text. But, yeah, but over text, but you like, can't tell that I'm screaming at you. Yeah, that's true. Well, you use yeah. all caps. The voicemail. Yeah. Well, that's true. Like Kanye. But yeah, no, it's hard. To, it's hard to convey emotion. I mean, you can use emojis and stuff like that. But I mean, yeah, it's hard. It's hard with. Well, text just leave a quick emotion. thing. Like, hey, man, just gave you a call. LOL. Cool, you're busy, but give me a call back when you can, yeah. and then you scream at them. Well, that that <laughs> <laughs> that, that works. You uh, suck yeah. them in, yeah, and yeah. then you scream. At them. Like you son of a bitch. Yeah. Good. Thanks for calling me yeah. fucking back. Yeah. So you called me back, asshole. Only yeah. took you twenty fucking hours. Tanner Morrison is uh, Morrison. Yes, that, that's the old suck and scream. The, the old suck and scream. scream. Yeah. yeah. Gave your mom the old suck and scream. Dude, you did too? You did yeah, not. I did. <laughs> I Liar. Did. I did. 
Both of yours. Totally ones. didn't. No. Yeah, that was directed towards anyone. Let's talk about this Boulevard beer for a second, though, because this thing is robust. Yeah, yeah it's... Um, it is. It's smooth, and it's, it's thick, and... Oh, it's making me think I can dance. It's kind yeah. of chocolatey. Yeah. It's yeah. a... Okay, let me read this here. It's the Boulevard Brewing Company from Kansas City, Missouri. Grand Crew Barrel Age Limited Release. Um, is this a 13% one? It sure yeah, this, it's uh, yeah, 13.7 Good golly. ABV, 27 IBUs, brewed and bottled by Boulevard Brewing Company, Kansas City, Missouri. Boulevard with you. Boulevard. That's what just was, how you spell Boulevard. Yeah, yeah, no, what was the one That's on just the how you can? spell it. Wait, grab, what's the, what was that one over there? Harbor with a U. That's the one we Harbor. had earlier. Yeah, Harbor yeah. with a U. It's British. We drank some British beers earlier. Yeah. But yeah, nice. Boulevard. Like Boulevard. from Britain. Boulevard's always yeah. spelled with a U. You're right. Yeah. Thanks. I've been drinking. <laughs> and I'm not even a good speller. <laughs> eight, 11, and 13% beers, respectively. So. Yeah, this, this, but this beer is sort of like you take a sip and you're like, oh, I'm drunk. I'm, yep, yeah, yep. I'm drunk. I'm going to Facebook message my grandpa. <laughs> Now's when you go ask a girl out over voicemail. Oh, that that was yeah. definitely the condition under yeah. which I did. I mean, I was going to do it anyway, but but, <laughs> but drinking was what made me do it at 3.30 in the morning. Right. Oh Dude, I hate those. I mean, I've gotten way more lax with it these days where I'm just like, hey, you're cool. You want to go out sometime? You know, that's kind of my go-to. It's just like. I'm, Netflix I, and chill? Yeah, I'm just kind of laid back about it and just very straightforward these days. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, that nerve-wracking sort of like, okay, all right, what am I going to text her? I'm going to be like, hey, you look, no, that sounds stupid. You know, that whole mentality, getting into that and trying mm-hmm. to figure out like, all right, what am I going to say? So you, leaving her voicemail, that's ballsy. That's what I'm saying. That's super ballsy. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, guys. Like, no, it is. Oh. I would have sent a text message. Not that that's, it's not any better. Oh, see, yeah. See, I, I don't know if I articulate myself well over text. So I've, mm. I've definitely gotten into scrapes with people mm-hmm. over messages or, that I sent where like tone could not be conveyed. Mm. And so, and I was a little rougher than I intended to be. And then I went back and read it. I was like, oh yeah, that was a bit abrasive. Mm-hmm. So I want, you know, if I'm asking somebody out, I want them to hear my voice. Mm-hmm. So that was the idea behind that. Yeah, that's fair. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to try this move. Just Dude, call call the every Marsh. female on your phone yeah. and just leave a voicemail for it. Me. Was uh, I said it got the adrenaline going because as yeah. soon as I was like, oh, I left that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean that's I kind of like that move. I I kind of do. I gotta say. Just make sure that on the date you specifically talk about incest. Because you're not completing the Donnie Marsh move exactly, yeah. if you don't riff about research that you have personally done about incest <laughs> and the laws regarding it. You know, it's okay with second cousins. You know, I do actually think, I've not confirmed this, but I think I did go on a date with like my fourth cousin one time. Yeah, fourth cousin. We kind of, really we did stop hanging out because we realized that we thought we may be related. Yeah, yeah you, it's, you know. I don't yeah. recommend it. I it's mean, a small area. Not that I did it, but <laughs> I, I'm just saying. It, so I, it's funny. I took a public speaking class. The reason I know about this is because I took a public speaking class where we were given the assignment to argue in favor of something that we knew would be unpopular. Mm, so that's a fun assignment. So yeah. I argued in favor of laws restricting marriage between first cousins mm-hmm. uh, to be to be taken off the books, <laughs> and I started by reading. Uh, 
it was a, I guess an article by a woman who had married her first cousin. And it, I just read like 60 seconds of it and everyone's skin was crawling by the end of it. She was like, you know, I got divorced and I ran into my cousin John in the airport and like we admitted to each other that we'd always kind of had feelings for each other. And, <laughs> you know, it was like we just decided to see where it went. And yes, our family does not understand and we've had to move away. Oh my God. <laughs> but it's, you know, we, we're genuinely in love and like everyone in the class was just like, ew. Yeah. And that, that feeling of discomfort was, was so great. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. But the, the stats on it are that um, marrying your first cousin uh, raises the likelihood of some sort of birth defect right. from 4% to 6%. Okay, it does uh, exist. That's not that really. Uh, it's not, it's, so not, it's not significant. But if um, giving birth over the age of 40 increases it to 8%. And we all it agree. Doubles. Yes. So we all agree that you shouldn't restrict uh, reproductive rights of women over 40. Yeah, right. So if you're just going by the number, so but it's not a stats thing. It's And the reason I, I said that, like, well, <laughs> in spite of this, like, don't call your cousin. <laughs> like, don't. <laughs> like, hey, cuz. Hey, just leave you this voicemail. <laughs> let you know you get me hot in the pants. <laughs> I saw you at granddad's funeral and you were pretty smoking. Oh, oh my God. No, it's, it's because if the relationship goes uh, poorly, much like dating a fellow comedian, uh, You've kind of divided your family because you know how you like after, the pot. Yes, after yeah. after a divorce, everybody takes sides, mm -hmm. and so you've kind of divided your family. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, when they say, I was reading some statistic where it, as far as the the birth defects goes, well, it really doesn't matter once you get into second cousins and above. Yeah, and right. also depends it on really how, doesn't how dirty your gene pool is mm -hmm. to begin with, because like Albert Einstein's parents were first cousins mm. and he also married his first cousin i've got some first cousins in my family that got married like my my grand my great no great kidding. grandma married her cousin Weird. yeah no, i no, i just enjoy that. the fact that i mean <laughs> i like the fact that my cousins are off the table yeah because that is those are more women that I can go to for advice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like they have no stake whatsoever in any romantic decision of mine. And I can just be like, am I crazy? Or, and they should be like, Oh yeah, no, you should not do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is, which is helpful uh, for me. Cause like, I'm kind of like, uh, I grew up very uh, fairly uh, sheltered, and so I'm kind of like sexually autistic. I'm just like, this is what I like. Is that what you like? <laughs> You know, it happens though. I mean, when it's, it's like, get your point across, it is, be direct. It, it, rip, yeah. rip the it really is. I wish more people were direct. It comes off as abrasive, but it's, it's good in the long run. Yeah. It, in the long yeah. run. Yeah. And yeah. if you already have like some like respect mm -hmm. or friendship yeah. there. So, yeah. um, that's why, um, Oh, that's, that's why I'm, I'm with my girlfriend now. It's very, uh, and she's your first cousin. No, she's, <laughs> God, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> it's her only flaw. <laughs> if we were just related. God, God damn. I'm your mm. sister. I'm your sister. <laughs> Joe oh, Dirt. Oh, Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt. Yes. <laughs> that was... Uh, <laughs> there was a kid I went to middle school with that was in my grade. That His mom... Like, I remember me and Micah, we acknowledged it, but we didn't make fun of it. We were just like, this kid's weird. And he was very off. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's one like, of those kids that like breastfed till he was nine 
Yes, and his mom was from his dad. His from mom, his, dad. <laughs> his mom was fifty-seven when we were in seventh grade. Yeah. He he, that sperm got a hold of the the last egg <laughs> in her uterus, and he just that kid. He wasn't right. Like, I'm not making fun of him. It's like you know, but he just he wasn't right. Bottom of the barrel. Yeah, yeah. He was the bottom of the barrel as far as the eggs go. It's and all. It's it all. A, it, I mean, it's all a game of chance. You're. Yeah. I mean. You can you can do everything right, and it's mm-hmm. still you know. Well, and even then, you it's still a game of chance. You birth the child, yeah. And it's like I I'm, I'm not interested in having kids or stuff because of this, but like you birth the child, and you manage to get it actually out of the cooter and into this world, out of the cooter out and the into cooter. this world, mm-hmm. and then it's here. Like and then podcast. if you're able, like and then you're able <laughs> out of this cooter <laughs> into this world, into this world. <laughs> But uh, I'm wearing a tank top for no <laughs> reason. Like you're you're able to do that, and then you have to get this living thing yeah. from day zero to eighteen at minimum. At minimum, you know, inertia takes care of a lot of that. And like kids are tougher than a lot of people give them credit yes. for. But and it's like they don't need to be babied as much there. But still, you got to worry about like that's why I don't want kids. I'm too worried about fucking them up mm. in some way. Yeah. Yeah. I have an immense anxiety about fucking kids up. Well, they're they're going to do it to themselves anyway. They will, but what if you, I, you make know. a little Timothy McVeigh or something, you know? Well. Or like this guy in Nashville. Uh, he'd be grounded. Like I'll this guy in Nashville. I don't want to be too harsh. I don't want to be too harsh here, but I, I, I would ground Timothy McVeigh. Yeah. Yeah. Send him to his room without I'd put, him in, I'd put him in timeout. I'd be mm-hmm. like, mister, you are not allowed to watch Netflix or Hulu. You can have Amazon Prime. I'm not a monster, but you know, I'll give you, I'll give you something. You kind of are if you're only giving him Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, it's, um, oh shoot, what was I going to say? No two day ordering. Oh, well. Mm. Yeah, this, I'm glad we saved this one for last. Yeah, Yeah, no, this is uh, hearty. This, uh, yeah, I'm going to go back to this. This thing is it's good. I set it over here to get a break from it for a minute. It it's good. It says, <laughs> but it's, I was just pounding it, and I don't need to be doing that. It says no. it's barrel aged, but it doesn't tell me what type of barrel it's aged in. Mm, just want to throw that out. That's there. suspicious. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> septic barrel? Who knows? It could be. Yeah, yeah. aged in a septic tank. Mm-hmm. The Grand Crew is Latvian is, beer. Is Latvian? Is Latvian septic? I've also been yeah. drinking thirteen percent beers. So uh, can not I quite as quippy yeah. as can I can I uh, plug something else real quick? Plug away, my man. Because uh, I said I, I said I would do this. I said, this is the first uh, time I'm, I'm publicly talking about this. But mm. um, for the last couple of years, and it's it's been a it's been a long process because it's hard to put one of these things together. But I've I've been putting together uh, Chattanooga's first comedy festival, and. I like um, it. It's going to be in October, October 11th through 13th. We've got the Honest Pint and Comedy Catch, JJ's Bohemia and the Palace Theater on board as as the venues for it. And um, the first year, I'm going to be honest with you, is uh, Donnie learns how to put on a festival. Yeah. The, so <laughs> it sounds like a solid show. Yeah, we're we're keeping it. That's why we're keeping it at, at, at these two uh, venues. I would be insane to try to pull something off at like, you know, Walker Theater yeah. or, mm-hmm. um, you know, something where like I'm working with AC Entertainment when I never have before. But um, this is this is happening. I'm I already have about 10 regional comics 
locked down who you know say they're going to do it. That's awesome. And congratulations. I'm, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's going to be Fest 2018. No, it's it's called Lookout Comedy Festival. You can go to lookoutcomedyfestival.com <laughs> to see the website that totally exists. Now, website's nice. Thank the website you. looks good, man. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, I, I I paid for it. I had a friend to ask me like, why didn't you get a friend to make the website? And I was like, I pay for things so that I can yell at the person who's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Cause if I had a friend do it, then I'd have to be grateful for whatever mm-hmm. product I got mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. But if I'm paying for it, I can just be like, Hey man, I don't like that. We need mm-hmm. to change this. And so there, there are a few uh, local and regional comics whose faces are on it for now. And I'm going to change the pictures every once in a while, just so people, you know, kind of stay interested and people yeah. say like, Hey, you know, my face is, on this uh, festival right now, um, but who knows? Maybe even Grace will get her picture on it at some point. But if she um, ever apologizes yeah. for being such <laughs> right. a whore, right? No, hey, hey, and huh? ditching hey. us. Oh, not my words. And oh, ditching us. Th- not mine either, man. <laughs> 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 Whose words? Who are you quoting, I sir? I man, not me. Shame on you. God damn yeah, it. Well. No, I'm excited about the comedy. I mean, well, I was talking to you this a little bit about the other day. I'm excited just to see comedy in Chattanooga. Like, oh, yeah. It's yeah, been yeah. here for a couple of years and the comedy catch has always been here. But mm-hmm. but as far as us actually getting a community. Yeah, it's, it's nice. it is a different thing. I mean, the, the comedy catch is, is its own animal. I mean, it's a yeah. family business mm-hmm. that has made I mean, they've they've made money off of comedy in Chattanooga for 30 years. Damn, they've been around that long? Yeah. Wow. So it's like, yeah, they're they're doing something yeah. right. I um but it's um they obviously do not exist to foster every, you know, Tom Dick and Harry who want to try their mm-hmm. hand at comedy here. I mean, that's not what it's for. So if you want to like if you want to really grow a scene of people, then the alternative comedy uh, venues are where you do that and mm-hmm. you know open mics and things like that. And Comedy Catch has an open mic but it's once a month and you know, um it's um, no sorry, it's not once a month. It's it's monthly. It's so tricky with their, still brand, with their, with their branding. It's, yeah, uh, you yeah, know, yeah. To be clear, once get, a month is not an open doing. mic. Yeah. It's, you right. know. Once a month is a show. I'm parsing. Comedy Catch does their show once yes. a month. Yes, once yeah. every month. Once, once every, every month. month. Once, once each time month. every month. Yeah, yes. once yeah. each month. And it has nothing to do with the moon. So Or periods. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Or good. Yeah. Just dudes who know a lot about women. <laughs> That's what this <laughs> show is, man. That's right. You ever notice a lady who, um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it's, um, so the festival is, is sort of something that in a way is kind of an outreach to the Chattanooga community to say like, Hey, did you like some of the people you saw in this festival? Mm-hmm. They're local, you know, they're here. You can see them all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm still in the very like experimental stage of my, you know, comedy career. Like I will perform anywhere for anything. I have performed like on a boat that was actively sinking before. <laughs> All right. I've, I've emceed a church chili cook off and talent show. Um, I've, I've, I've done a corporate gig that I booked myself and did not get paid for <laughs> because I'm, I'm friends with, uh, one of the guys who he's a founder of Reliance human capital management, yeah. Jack Silberman He's a great guy. And he was just like, Donnie, when can I come out and see you? And I was like, never Jack, you're an entrepreneur in his early thirties who works all the time and has a family. <laughs> I know you will never have time to come out and see me. Can I come to you? 
And he was like, what do you mean by that? I was like, I mean, I will come to your conference room and do stand up for whoever of your employees want to come see me. And he was like, uh, okay. So he let me come and like do 25 minutes and damn, it was, there was no light. There was no stage. It would be as if you're at a conference room like, well, gentlemen, what should we do about this? And a guy just stands up and goes, I would like to tell some jokes now. <laughs> so like I, I did it. It was like on their like beer Friday thing where yeah. at 4 PM, everybody just yeah, grabs a beer and 15 of the younger people who work there were like, all right, let's go check this yeah, out. And, and I just delivered. Um, I even wore a suit for it. <laughs> yes. you go? Please tell me you carried a mic that was not even plugged in. No, no, I, just, I just, no mic. It was so uncomfortable. Just total just. Well, and nothing to even like hold on to. No, no, just, uh, it, I mean, my belief is that if I can, if I can succeed in these environments, yeah. then I can do just about anything. So that's I, a very good thought mm-hmm. process. So actually. I try to yeah. really put myself through the ringer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, I've, I've performed at so many shows where like the, the, the sound apparatus didn't work or something and it was just kind of a nightmare or the mm. crowd was not expect. Like one time I, I, I emceed a, uh, Christian rock concert and I was mm. told to do some stand up in between, uh, the, the, the sets. Oh my God. And, and they told me like, I mean, it needs to be family friendly. And I was like, no problem. Like I've got clean material. And by clean material, I mean clean material in which you don't have to picture me naked and I don't swear. <laughs> so that's then clean enough. It's, it's, I mean, that is the definition of clean most yeah. places. And, but then like there's a, a family that came in and the, there was like a 12 year old daughter with them who was wearing an ankle length dress. And I was like, oh, those families. Like Mennonite. Well, yeah, well, yeah. like, or like, not these, really Mennonites. These people like, do not watch comedy mm-hmm. of any kind. Like, they are, they are so, like, they have no context for what I'm about to do. And so, my joke about farmers only is not going to land with mm-hmm. them. They may be unaware of the internet. You know, they're, it's, it's not like, it's not a clean issue. It's like, we're of a totally different yeah. culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm, I'm referencing things that you don't know about mm-hmm. or like yeah. you don't interact with. So, um, needless to say, I, I bombed there. I, I did have some friends who came to see me who were standing way in the back. This is at camp house. And, but they were so far away. I, I couldn't hear them laughing. I could see their faces opening up Just, to laugh like, ah, yeah, but I couldn't ah, hear them. Yeah. So I'm like, man, I am killing with like four people back there, <laughs> but the hundred in front of them are totally disinterested. You know, the bands liked me. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, your dating material is really funny. And I was like, yeah, not to, not, not to, the to crowd. them. Yeah. So I was surrounded by like band members who were setting up gear and everything laughing. Yeah. So <laughs> it was weird. It's like I had some of the audience on stage with me oh my God. <laughs> laughing. Well, make, what's weird about that though, because I'm, I, I've recently been working on a, pro, a video project with a client of mine who deals with some Mennonites uh-huh. uh, for his product. And I, I've had to go out there and film and nothing gets Mennonites. They're nice people, but it's a completely different culture. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no awareness of the internet or comedy, anything like that. So it makes me wonder, like, were they sitting there just like, this inspirational speaker is not really inspirational. <laughs> like, 
Like, I should have seen talking he, about, you know. He's making fun of people. Yeah, he's, yeah. is he making fun so of mean. Uh, like why is he so mean? You know, and it's it's just a different culture. Like not bashing them, but it is. So it makes me wonder like what they thought of it. Of all the sets yeah. I've ever done, that's the one I would most like to redo. Mm-hmm. Like cuz cuz it was such a challenging crowd. I want to see like what would have worked. Yeah. I mean, if I just did all Bible material, would that have worked? Yeah. So Jesus, right? <laughs> that guy, he just won't stay down. <laughs> Something like that, you know? Well, like, the, a lot of the Bible material I do have still references things that, like, you kind of have to know about. Like, I mm-hmm. had a joke about how the Book of Obadiah is, like, the ninth DVD in the P90X series. Like, no one's ever <laughs> made it that far. Anything could be in there. <laughs> Oh my God, that is good. I went to church up until I was 15 or 16 before I lost my religion, R.E.M. And uh, I've never heard of that book of the Bible, actually. Really? Yeah. Yeah, It's one chapter. Hmm. It's one chapter. It's one of the minor prophets. 500 pages. That big. He doesn't have a lot to say. Yeah. Um, Does his name change later on like everyone else's? Okay. No, no, no. He's he's only there for a little bit. And he, boy, he has got an ax to grind for the Edomites. That's mostly that what he talks about. He's like, man, the Edomites, oh boy, they're going to get it. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Signed Obadiah. <laughs> Wait, who are the, that sidebar, who are the Edomites? Edomites. Edomites. Uh, they were inhabitants of the ancient cities of Tyre and Sidon Duh. Uh, on the Mediterranean Sea. And okay. they, they were super rich and they used their economic might to, along with everybody else, to like oppress the Israelites, or so the Israelites felt. It was like, you godless, you're so successful, but you worship the wrong gods. It's not fair. Well, our God's going to gut you like a fish. You just wait and see. That's that basically, going on. Okay. Basically, okay. it's like, well, you wait till my dad gets home. <laughs> Signed Obadiah. You know, it's Obadiah. just like one, um, it's just one chapter of that. And, yeah. and I guess apparently. I feel like I want to do a like a religious podcast with you now after that oh. short blur, because I learned more about the Bible and that right there that I feel like I did in any Sunday school. Are you asking me to start a church right now? Cause <laughs> so help me. I will. I have a minister. I will. Well, that, uh, Allison Mack from Smallville is out of a job with her cult. We Oof. can hire her. Oof. I don't Let's think, do that. I don't think Let's I do want that. to. I don't think. Like I said, that now that is a rare instance of bad publicity. Yeah. Mm. That's mm. very bad publicity. Yeah. Being involved in sex trafficking. Yeah. I just like, this is the a, quickest turnaround I've had to <laughs> be though. Like, you know, getting a little narcissistic with this comment, but it's the quickest turnaround I've had as far as like being right about something. Three weeks ago, I was telling people like, you guys remember that show Smallville? Allison Mack's about to get arrested. She played Chloe. She's about to get arrested for sex trafficking with a cult. I saw They were like, oh, Tanner, you're crazy. What are you talking about? Blah, blah, blah. You're crazy. She got arrested today. She got arrested today? Maybe yesterday. I was going to say, because we were talking about that a while ago, the whole cult thing. And she was was involved in all that stuff. She was on the chopping block. I was talking about it. I thought that happened a while ago. No, she hadn't actually been arrested yet. She got arrested like... Yeah. Well, they were recently, they were yeah. recently. Yeah. They, I don't know if she was actually arrested today or yesterday, but they were reporting it yesterday and today mm. that she's been arrested. Mm. But it's the quickest turnaround I've personally had. Cause I, I read up on crazy shit. Yeah. Like I, I like news. I like reading about, it. I like staying on top of current events so I can make fun of them and stuff. And, uh, I read, and I, and I'm obsessed with cults 
And I read about that a couple of weeks ago, and everybody was saying, was like, Allison Mack, Chloe? She was Superman's boyfriend, you know? Uh, you know? And I was like, no, she's she's like the second in command of this sex cult, and she's about to get found out. It's been a slow decade for celebrities in cults, so I think we were due. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. True. It's true. I'm just waiting for that Scientology hammer to come 60s down. 60s and 70s was, man, that was the time. Dude, 60s and 70s was the time for a cult. But also, like, yeah. I feel like the internet does hamper a lot of that mm-hmm. because everything is so easily mm-hmm. researched. You can be like, Todd's not really God. <laughs> well, yeah. you I, I know we've talked about this quite a few times, but the, uh, shoot, I can't remember his name right now, but the dad of the, like, main, the Pope of Scientology. Oh, yeah. The Miscavige, dad of his, yeah, yeah Miscavige, uh, Ron, Ron Miscavige, yeah. David Miscavige is the leader. Yeah. Ron Miscavige, his dad. Got him into Scientology, and Ron Miscavige got out of Scientology, and how he found out it was a scam was... Google, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. David, yeah. his son had given him a Kindle to read Scientology books on and forgot to Disabled deactivate the, the internet, yeah. and he got on... The, he genuinely got on the internet to be like, well, I know Scientology is saving the world. I'm going to hop on this internet and just see what everybody has to say about us. And oh. he got on there and was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And then he decided to get out. Yeah, he's done several podcasts. He's been on that Leah Remini show. It's fascinating. That show is something I was going to bring up earlier when you were saying about how it depressed you to marathon all of season one of uh, True Detective, because I marathoned most of season one of this (laughs) Leah Remini show, and that was depressing and it angered me. And I was like, there are real supervillains in the world. And they're doing evil things and no one's doing anything about it because they're like Dr. Doom style hiding behind legislation that like Dr. Dr. Doom. You yeah, know, yeah. Okay. And, and I think you, you also think that, well, no one I know will fall for this. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're like, eh, I guess, you know, people who do, you know, they're getting what they deserve. It's, yeah. you know, but then you see the show and it's like, no, they're actually taking advantage of these people in yeah. low places when they're at their most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and it's they're evil. like beating them and raping them and mm-hmm. stealing their children. Wow. Yeah. It's, 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 no, it's, it's terrible. terrible. I, I don't know. The, the Scientology, Leah Remini show didn't depress me just Season? because I was like, okay, Leah Remini's out here doing good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's out here fighting this. And so it kind of, it didn't depress me because I looked at her show in a light of positivity and that she has made this show to try to, to try to bring this down a little bit. True. You know, she, you know, I, she's apparently, there's apparently some FBI stuff going on behind the scenes with investigation and stuff that she's not able to talk about yet. Yeah. That's what I've heard too. Um, so I've got real, I'm a glass half full person. And I've got real hope that she's going to bring this thing down and we're going to see it love to displayed see on A&E. Oh, yeah. I'd love to see it just crumble because yeah. of what she's doing. Yeah. I think it'd be it'd I'd great. love it'd to be see great. because occasionally uh, we live United States is fucked up these days. We got some fucked up things going on. It's true. But occasionally something really good happens <laughs> like that. Uh, well, it's fucked up because like it's not the first time ever, you know, yeah, yeah. and uh, and like you were making a joke. But it's like to me, it's like. I'm saying it's fucked up now when it's been fucked up this whole time. It's like pretty fucked up, like pretty fucked up now. And, uh, it just, I, I get some hope from her that something's going to happen because we occasionally get some like good justice in the world. Like that Martin Screlly guy getting thrown in prison for upping the AIDS medication. Yeah, th- cost there are and, eventually yeah. consequences for things. Yeah. There, that's one thing that gives me some solace in our weird fucked up world today is there is a, 
occasionally some justification and just real good justice that gets thrown down. Florida think, justice. <laughs> see, Death see, by Tanner, possum. You say stuff like that, and then I remember when we were on our way to Bruce Guys, and we were sitting at a stoplight, and that dude blew through the fucking red light and clipped the ambulance. Oh, did that oh. dude's not driving it's for another 10 years. On. Oh. It's sirens and lights on. Yeah. Ambulance is oh, coming through. Yeah. He was an Infiniti, Infiniti G35. Came through just screaming, screaming, mm-hmm. not creaming. <laughs> and, uh, maybe that was the problem. Yeah, maybe he was creaming. That's why I hit the ambulance. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we were at Market and what? Probably Market and Fourth Street. Fourth Street. Yeah. And uh, right there next to the Chili's, mm-hmm. and an ambulance was coming through. And this guy in a G35 just <laughs> hit an ambulance that was coming through with his lights on, heading obviously headed to Erlanger, and or down somewhere. that street with yeah, all his somewhere. hospitals. And I was just like, man. He hit it, spun him 360 degrees in the middle of the intersection. Yeah, we were like, well, this is going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. We have places to be. Yeah, and we're like, uh, yeah, we just kind of pulled out in front of some people and just drove away. We were like front line. Yeah. Like, we saw we this about, show. Yeah, we were getting ready to go, but and we didn't because there was a fucking ambulance with its sirens and lights yeah. on. Yeah, like the light turned green. We were like, time to go. Ambulance coming through. No, it's not. And then, boom, <laughs> Yeah. But glass half full, the patient in that ambulance was Rodney Dangerfield. And he was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> and the laugh track went. It was like, ah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was. That but, is exactly. But no, that. you you bring that up as an example for justice. That dude's not going to drive for the I next 10 years. That was pricey. <laughs> that dude's not driving for 10 years. I hope not. Yeah, he no. you know he's not. Again. Did you see? Did you look at that guy after he hit that ambulance? He didn't even get out of his car. And it wasn't because he was sitting there with his, like, Face palm, just he knew what he had just done. He had probably been looking. He glanced at his phone and just, oh, like you. That was not a glance. There was no way he was glancing at his phone because the light. It could have. Gone. I've glanced at shit and mm. and really and rear-ended somebody in a split second. I okay. hate how my phone now. I think it's the new update. It goes like you have to say uh, you can't look at your phone while you're driving. You have to click a button that says I'm not driving. Like why is mm. my phone making me lie to it? Like that. <laughs> I li- my phone's done pretty good. Like if I'm driving, I I do not text when I drive anymore. Well, I, I'm not. I don't. Tech. Well, yeah. I'll do it at a stoplight and, uh, or something. And there's a time or two where I'll do a stoplight. For, for the for ninety percent of the time when I'm driving, I've learned because I reared the fuck out of somebody texting uh, one time. So I learned the hard way. So you're bad at it. And uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, well, you shouldn't text while you drive. Yeah, so I'm I, on board with that. You should not. Yeah. So I learned. I was like, no more texting it. while driving. <laughs> And so I don't do it. And occasionally at a red light, I'll respond to somebody just like, okay, or something. But all it takes is a second. You glance down for a second mm-hmm. and you're fucked. Like you're fucked. Yeah. I had a butterfly effect moment in Nashville several years ago. That's what caused mine is when I was on my parents' cell phone, I was the main number mm-hmm. on their account for whatever reason. And so, and my dad could not remember the password to get in to pay the bill. And this was 2006, 2007. Could never remember the password to get online and pay the bill. Yeah. And I was headed to a concert in Nashville and I was driving with some friends to the concert. We were on a, like Davidson Pike or something up there. And he'd went to pay the Verizon bill, forgot his password. I got a text message giving me the new password, alerting me since okay. I was the main number that the password had been changed. And I had remembered my mom had told me when I got up there to text her to make 
be like, hey, we got to Nashville. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'd forgot to text her. So I was like, oh, this is my mom. Text me. I need to just like, okay, we got here. Save. I picked it up and in that split second of my, di- and my dad caused that wreck. You know, I don't blame him, but <laughs> factually my dad caused that wreck, you know, by trying to just pay the Verizon bill. He did. And, uh, you know, I don't blame him, but he did because had he not been trying to pay the bill, he wouldn't have sent me that text. So when you say a butterfly effect moment, you mean like yeah, a, yeah. your path could have gone either way? Yeah, yeah. no, I'm just saying like oh, that wreck was caused by a menial thing that happened okay. three hours away where my dad was like, well, I need to go pay my cell phone bill for my family. Okay. And, he, and it's like, oh, shit, I don't remember the password. I need to go set a new password. And then he did. He had no idea that right, my right, number right, right. was set it, to be it. the main number, and it sent a thing to me. I checked it, and then... See, I think Jared yeah. and I were like, that movie had a lot of weird scenes. What do you mean yeah. a butterfly? Well, just just yeah, a long, was, like a I butterfly like flaps between, its wings, yeah. and it changed the wind yeah, no, currents I was, on those I was other. in between the time yeah. travel movie, <clears throat> which I enjoyed, actually. It was I a good really movie. I liked that yeah. movie, but I haven't seen it in a while, so anyway... I, I was in between that movie and something a little more than what Tanner was saying. Yeah. Like, like his thing started this butterfly effect. Gotcha. Like he got the text from his dad. Cool. He checked it. Accident. This guy in front of him was like late to work, but it happens that he's a doctor. And today there was like a celebrity that came in yeah. and he couldn't save this celebrity's life or something like that. And, it, and because of Tanner, you know, Michael Jackson died. I was thinking of a specific <laughs> scene in the movie and I thought he was going to be like, yeah, I had a butterfly effect moment one time. I was castrated in prison by Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. <laughs> so right. like, Castro. <laughs> remember I'm, that scene? Oh yeah, boy, that was intense. I remember when he went back and he was like a kid or whatever, when he was first testing it and he did the whole stigmata thing. Oh yeah. Slammed yeah. his hands on those spikes or whatever. That yeah. were, oh, and then he like, he was like, Oh shit. That was a weird movie. That was a weird movie. I, I do remember enjoying it though. I like time travel in general. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. I like any, the, any, yeah. I like the butterfly effect, like air quotes, butterfly effect concept that, mm. you know, everything's connected. Like you do something here and it does affect, you know, this, which affects that, which affects that. And it just happens. Well, if you like time travel, you'll love chat talk tonight. <laughs> May 17th is the next show at the palace. There you go. And, uh, like I said, we're still finalizing our lineup. I know, um, we're going to have, uh, Brad Sativa from Nashville and, uh, Laura peak, who was, uh, one of the standouts from the first episode of once I was a month. Say that name sounds. Familiar. Yeah. She's fantastic. I just went up to Nashville to see their, um, monthly show brunch of laughs. Okay. that they have at Zany's and it was at the end of the Nashville comedy festival. So they just had a killer lineup of people from out of town and nice. it was, uh, it was great, but I'm, I, we don't know what, which characters they're playing yet. I, I kind of want to do uh, like I said, it was money and business themed. So I think Laura would make an excellent, um, uh, I guess like someone pitching a pyramid scheme, Okay. You know, mm-hmm. cause she's like, she's very charming. She, she looks kind of corporate and you know, she could just be like, you know, what, yeah. what are you a loser? I mean, chase your dreams, man. You know? <laughs> and, um, at Brad, uh, Brad Throw is her like, in something with some shoulder pads, maybe a <laughs> pencil skirt or something that makes her look like, yeah. That. Just like yeah, <laughs> one of those on. Hillary suits. <laughs> what, uh, and then they're, they're going to end the show, uh, doing each doing up though. Mm-hmm. So we all, we always end the show with, uh, 
with some stand up because that way I know at least one thing on the show will go right. <laughs> right. As it's long like, as someone else is in charge of that. Yes. Thing. Nice to have something that is scripted and you know how it's going to, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to land, you know, you book talented people and turn them loose. Yeah. And that way, that's a segment I don't have to write any of, and I can just kind of sit in the host chair and, you know, drink my beer and, you know, just, that's, that's what we do. Yeah, that's, and that's the end. But, um, but yeah, that's, yeah. it's going to be great. Uh, May, Brett, 5th, May 17th, May 17th. Yep. And then, you um, you can craft sh- beer week. Yeah. American craft beer week. That's, that's American right. craft starts, beer week. Who didn't ports. know that? <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a great show. I can't wait. And who knows, we may have some, uh, big old tycoons on the show as well. Oh. Maybe, maybe, uh, John D Rockefeller or something. Ooh. Maybe Warren Buffett, maybe yeah. uh, Sarah Blakely, the inventor of Spanx. Um, you know, it could be, could know. be anybody. So we're, but yeah, it's, um, it's gonna be, and Freaking animals from the zoo. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. Total non sequitur. Yeah. Has nothing to do with business whatsoever. It doesn't, it doesn't at all. It do, no, no. Okay, see, I've no, been I don't know how to. Like, I don't know how, how to. How do you work this? Well, the zoo's a business. Guy's a genius. Yeah. The zoo's a business. You got to have animals in a zoo to get people into the zoo to make money. And just we'll have to we'll just, we'll just have to, Yeah, we'll go to the show and find out. I, I think that's probably the best way to see. Yes, the, come to see. It's five dollars. Oh, it's it's absurdly cheap. You can for, find that I mean, in the parking lot. It's the best. What? Five. five yeah, bucks. where? Are you, oh, what, five dollars. Where are you $5. parking? I thought five, you, five bucks in the parking lot. Yeah, where are you parking? You never know. I thought you were you saying there was like a show $5. with animals in the parking lot. I'm like, where are you? Yeah, you find five where bucks. Where are you parking? Around. Yeah, you know. Yeah, John D. Rockefeller wrestling with a raccoon in the parking lot at the Honest Pint. Either way, See if you're finding $5 on the reg. Not on the reg, just, you yeah. know, it happens. Have you never just found like five bucks somewhere? No, the only time I found money is I found $217 in the Red Lobster parking lot. What? In a parking lot, you say? Yeah. More than $5? And then I went in, said? and because I believe in karma... Uh, I went in and I ordered a steak. Idiot. I ordered a steak. Well, I, well, maybe not karma, but I I believe in pay it forward. Mm. And, uh, because I found it in the parking lot and I was like, I'm not going to report it because if I report it to red lost, be like, Hey, I found this $217 in your parking lot. All they're going to do is it's cash. Mm -hmm. They're not going to know who to call. Yeah. Look, I they're going to keep it and then split it among the wait staff. So I opted to order a steak and some lobster and then I tipped my bartender sixty dollars, or there not my go. bartender, but my waiter. Right. Mm-hmm. He had what, a good night. I would, so I g- I'd give money, I would give hard cash to a junkie before I would give it to a waiter. They're the just, I mean, especially at no, they're the <laughs> Come worst. On. They're the scum of the earth. That's not true. <laughs> no, have you the met people that, that come into restaurants can be the scum of the earth? No, I've the worked in a, I've worked as a server. Those, mm. Oh, I could tell. They're not all saints. They're <laughs> uh-huh. not all saints. Okay. Some of them suck mm-hmm. and some of them suck as people. Yeah. A lot of them suck as servers, mm-hmm. but not all of them do. Not all of them. No. You know? Yeah. But not all of them. Before I went and gave my hard found extra 60 or whatever dollars as a tip to one of them, I would make sure that they deserved it. Well, sure. Oh, he did. I rolled in there at like 930 and ordered a steak. 
Well, I mean, By the way, I'm just I'm just you're kidding. in the middle I, of the I, week. Yeah, just, uh, so every yeah, every server I know yeah. can can vouch for my. Well, see, my I unlike prowess, Grace, I knew so. you were riffing. Okay. I figured. Thank but, you. I figured. No. Thank but you. I wanted to stick up for you know the yeah, servers, of course, because because there are a lot of people that do think they're the scum of the earth for some reason and refuse to tip. And all that shit. Without even having the decency to date them first and exactly. find it out, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I know. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, Ben Dalby, the server at Honest Pint. And, and I, the I, worst. I t- yeah, he's I t- not good at his job I if t- he's t- serving at Honest Pint. Hey, hey, hey. He's no, not. You're, you're if you're right. serving, I don't care who you are. If you're serving at the Honest Pint, you're not a good server. Uh, oh, We told him that to his face. Goodness. How dare you say something <laughs> I agree with so much. I, um, no, I, but but I you know I still I still tip well despite yeah. them having done nothing to deserve. What's your tipping practice? I at minimum, if you've done a bad job, I will leave like two dollars. So if you got me drunk, I will tip you way too much. You go, That's, you go by dollars, not percentage. I I do percentage, but I will tip at minimum. If you've done a a decent job, I will tip at minimum. Which I mean, I'm never going out and spending where five dollars. Five dollars is my minimum, but I'm never eating out where five dollars. Five dollars is always more than fifteen percent wherever yes. I'm eating. Yeah, yeah. And uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so I'll typically, no matter what, just be like five dollars. You know, when the tip should be like two fifty or three dollars, I'll always okay. put five dollars because okay. I've been a server. It's a hard job. You have to deal with shitty people. I know. Yes. And uh, who you're working with? <laughs> yeah. Right. And uh, oh, no, so yeah. I'll always put five dollars. That's my baseline, unless you do a truly shit job, mm. and then I'll leave two dollars, and I'll leave a note on the bottom of the receipt to be like, "Look, I want to leave you more, but this is why I did not." Wow. Just because criticism. It, yeah, it's like I'll be glad to give you more, but I mean. I asked for no mayonnaise. It was fucking lathered in it. And then you didn't even come back to check on us so I could get it sent back or, you know, whatever. I start at $5 unless you've done a truly shit job. You brought me a Ziploc bag of mayonnaise. Yeah, that was basically. Just, it, was, yeah. it was hard for you to do that. I asked for no mayonnaise and you brought me a pile of it. Yeah. Yeah. You brought me a pie that was just mayonnaise yeah. and a yeah. crust. I hate mayonnaise. That sounds classic Dolby. (laughs) For the record, he's no longer the worst server. He's now the worst bartender. Mm -hmm. He weren't keeping track. But I will say in town, honest pint servers may be the worst in town as far as mainstream bars go. Wow. Well, you know, Ben, if you're listening to this, flying squirrel is, uh, they may be first, but I'm extremely biased against them. So I don't want to throw them into it because I hate the flying squirrel. Yeah, so I feel like I I'm not being fair. I haven't been there in so long just because it's usually so crowded when I want to go there. So I guess they're doing something right. I, um, What's the trendy spot to go? Yeah. It's the only bar in my life that I've been kicked out of. What? In my life. Not kicked out of, thrown out of. Literally. Yeah. What did you do? I don't even know, man. I went in there the and I, w- I was, yeah. Did you butterfly affect it up in there? I oh, man, I wish. <laughs> no, I went in there after Stigmata a wedding. is not allowed. Uh, I'd been at my buddy's wedding. Uh, he was getting married like right across the way, like not even a hundred feet from there. We'd been there all day drinking, hanging out. Mm-hmm. And like 10 that night, we had tapped out the wedding reception. We're like, well, flying squirrels right here. Let's just go there. We're all dressed up and we go over there. I know this bartender. She no longer works there. 
We'll call her Jane <laughs> or Sarah. I'll just use her first real name. <gasps> Damn. So Sarah, Breaking news. Wow. Yeah. So Sarah here, the bartender, she no longer works at the Flank Squirrel. I don't know where she works and now. It's such a unique But I made name. sure to get her name <laughs> this night. But her name's Sarah. Um, I've got her last name, but I'm not going to say that. You should have um, called her by her last name. And then yeah. Let's not call her Sarah. Whatever. Let's just call her Anderson. Oh, <laughs> snap. <laughs> and, uh. I mean, I, I lied. I do know where she works now. Looking her up on Facebook, right? That's now. right. Yeah, Two Tim Jack. Um, but uh, we went in there. We were dressed up in suits because we'd been at a wedding all day. Yeah, we were a little saucy, but I mean, I'm drunk now and I'm not out of control. I don't really get out of control. I'll get a little wily and say some shit, but I don't really get physically out of control. Well, you've been pantsless and waggling your penis at me for the last half hour. I can't That's stop, true. man. I can't stop. That's but you do that sober. I was going to say, yeah, he did so it last good. time. It just feels so good. Yeah. Donnie's so handsome. You got to wag him. Give him the uh, marsh. We went in there and she was convinced that we had been in there earlier that day. Okay. Causing a ruckus, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm sorry, ma'am. We've not been in here all day. It's, I was with my buddy, Paul, who was at the wedding. I was like, this is Paul's first time in Chattanooga in 10 years. I don't like your bar. I'm just in here to get a drink. So it's my first time in here in months. Mm-hmm. We've not been in here today. We're dressed up in matching outfits because we've been in a wedding. So clearly we've not been in here and she wouldn't serve us. So I was like, fuck this dude. So I just went and sat at a table and I was like, we'll get a waiter through here in a minute. Fuck her. And so we went and sat at a table. Stephanie's now husband, Ben. Oh yeah. Came by, took our order and a Stephanie from Ballast Point And, uh, Took our order. I think it was him at least. And uh, then before, like, I mean, we didn't have a chance to get a sip out of our drinks. And this Sarah lady came over and grabbed us both by the arms, dragged us out to the bouncer and said, these two aren't allowed back in here ever. And so as far as I know, I'm still technically banned from the Flying Squirrel, as far as I know. And she, but we've we've you've been back in there since then. We oh yeah, there, I've been we back in there, there numerous times. times yeah. We ordered some food, uh, main twenty four that one time. You ordered yeah. a Jack and Coke, and all they brought you was fucking. No, it wasn't even no, Jack. I ordered right. a Jack and Coke, and they brought me a glass of Evan. That's right. They Oof. brought you a glass of yeah. Evan on the rocks. Yeah, Evan and on the rocks. You had to ask for a side of Coke. I mean, you can drink that. But, you know. Yeah. I mean, I did drink it, but then I asked the bartender. I was like, I want a Coke. Well, do you want me to go get some Coke? No, Fuck I'll just yes. drink this as it is, I guess. What whiskey is this? Oh, I don't know. And then I lifted my glass and smelled it and took a sip. I was like, this is Evan, isn't it's, it? It's, it's like, well, that's what's on our floor. Motherfucker, I asked for Jack yeah. and Coke. It's not hard. It's, it's every time I go there, it, there's an issue. Wow. The biggest one was it. me getting kicked out in like 2013, 2014. But every time I go there, there's an issue. You guys are so pretentious and you're charging $11 a drink. I'm in here paying you. Why are you kicking me out? Flying Squirrel, I do not stand by this. And if you want to sponsor LookoutComedyFestival.com, I am all ears. (laughs) Sir, have you no decency? (laughs) (laughs) No, get them on a stage and get me on a stage. Uh, Guaranteed to be a fun time. We'll just argue and bicker back and forth. Look, I don't want to lose that much money on this. <laughs> I'm going to lose money, but I mean, that's guaranteed. No, you're being negative. I th- you're you're going to do good. Yeah. yeah I th- you're uh, being modest we all, we and humble. Yeah. I think you're going to do good. Yeah. But uh, 
I need to shut this down. We've been going for like two hours. I here. assume <laughs> yeah. this is a two-parter. I mean, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it'll be a one-parter. I just have people, I force it on people. I'm you like, can, you're going to take us at an hour. You're going to take us at three hours. I mean, I know yeah. this is all gold and it's impossible to cut any of it out. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially that dull part where we were talking about the brain, I think like 45 minutes in or something. <laughs> that Boy, that was stellar. Some of my best work. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a pleasure. I, I do remember last time we were here, I wish we'd recorded the conversation we had after the podcast because that yeah. was just mm. a lot more lively and... Yeah. Interesting. Don't worry. I will not do that this time. I will be so boring. As we're as we're all about to down. pass out from these 11 and 13% beers. I think we've had a good conversation this time. I think I so. Too. I think we've had a good time. Yeah, I'm glad you came time. back. I'm yes. glad you got to retort. <sighs> They're coming back. Oh, I know. And you're going to have to come back after. Uh, that's totally fine. Yeah. You're going to have to come back because they're coming back again. Coming back now tomorrow, they've they? up. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So they won't, but they won't have had a chance to, to hear this before they come on. I may send them like an early. Yeah. Yeah. Unedited version. Just then be like, Hey, Donnie was on last night. Also, you only have to listen to the first half because that's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I may just cut out or that. May, portion. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. say like, yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't think we got into that for a while. Yeah. But, uh, they're coming back. It's going to be fun. Oh, I can't wait. wait. Their show uh, is this Saturday. Was that the 28th? Yes, the 28th. Yeah, 28th. 20, yeah. They have, they have another uh, killer lineup. Uh, they have, actually, these are, there's three Nashville comics and one Columbia comic, and I have mm. never seen any of them, uh, any of these four. And so I know Tracy Barkley is one. Uh, I, I don't know how to pronounce the name of this. Uh, Zlata Cass. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I'm excited about this one because I know at the last one, they some of the comics recycled a little bit of their material. And okay. I know we were talking to Natasha and Grace before the show, and they had realized, like, oh, there's a lot of new people here. Yeah. So I don't blame them for doing that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, oh, you're talking about Grace and Natasha? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I was like... Way to call them out, dude. Wow. Well, no, it's not a bad thing. I get how it goes. You've got a bunch of new people here. No, you know? yeah, that's so true. it's no, like no, you no. can use your material from well, the last show. it's the same show. thing it's like fun. we tell all the guests about what happened with the Cherokee distributing. Yeah. Thing. Like it, yeah. It, we've been talking about it for months now and like everyone that comes that's on. That's your standard material. Yeah, yeah, we tell them about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kendra Corey and Mary J. Berger uh, from Nashville. They're, they're, okay. I've seen now the two of them. I've seen both of them. Uh, I've they, heard of Mary J. Berger. Yeah. yeah. She's really good. Um, and I know she was on the festival in Nashville. Okay. As well. Um, but yeah, she's she's really cool. I've seen her at this dive bar called Tin Dog Tavern a couple of times when I've gone up there. Mm-hmm. And um, she's, she's a favorite there. So, I mean, they're doing a great job of mm-hmm. like, just booking good comics. They on, really are. I mean, I have... I've laughed my ass off down there. Like, yeah. I, I mean, even at the material I got to hear a second time, it wasn't all rehashed material. I'm not saying that's even a bad thing. I get how it works. Like, you've got new people in... Give yeah. them the old shit. Oh, like, and and they're pacing it too. Yeah, I mean, like Grace I totally and get both that. have lots of material. Yeah. But I if, totally get that. If they're going to do this for, I mean, months and months and mm-hmm. months, then you know, they're, yeah, they're going to have to. They've got to save. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Like some stuff for future yeah. shows. Like, I no, and I, I totally understand that. So, but even hearing it a second time, I still laughed. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. No, yeah, no, they're doing a great job. I mean, That's the Saturday, twenty eighth. Yep. Yeah. And then. Your show, what'd you say, May 17th? May 17th. It's, yeah. it's still on Thursday. We're going to keep it on Thursdays. I know it It kind of, um, it's weird. It, it, it suppresses turnout from some people to have mm-hmm. it on a weeknight, but it also gets some people out who yeah. normally can't. Mm-hmm. So 
I was talking to, to Rose at the palace about it. I was like, let's just keep it on Thursdays for now and see what happens because it is a more, um, I don't know. Uh, they they buy more high gravity beers. I can say this of the yeah <laughs> yeah that of the crowd. They're, it's it's not as much of a PBR crowd. Yeah. It's, uh-huh. So it's um and and we're I mean I'm just trying to keep it interesting. I like I said the themed episodes keeps it um you know like it gives me some direction with mm-hmm. it and I just keep picking topics that I either know a lot about or I'm passionate about mm-hmm. because that right that makes writing my monologue up front so much yeah. easier. And the two monologues I've delivered are just about the only time I ever go up on stage without notes because I just know, I know the topic backwards and forwards mm-hmm. and I can just go, you know, yeah. um, some would argue I went too long last time, but, um, but yeah, it's a monologue. That's what it's for. It is. It yeah. is. But yeah, it's going to be good. Uh, we, we do start somewhat promptly for a comedy show. Oh. Uh, you know, so I think that's great. Yeah. Okay. It, yeah. So, I mean, we're, it, the show says it starts at nine. We probably really start at nine, 10. I'd start it at nine on the dot if I could, mm-hmm. but sometimes you've got people who are just, Oh, just showing up at nine, 10. And, and there's like six of them. And I'm like, get, mm-hmm. get your beers and get in here. Yeah. So, but what the fuck is wrong with you people? And we got a great band, Over Easy. Uh, they're, they're the house band. My show has a house band. That's cool. Awesome, dude. They're so good yeah. too. That's and they nice. occasionally like r- play little riffs or something, mm-hmm. you know, while people are talking, if there's something to react to that, mm-hmm. it helps that they are also really funny. Yeah. So that's nice. That's well, awesome, gonna, dude. Let's, let's mercifully put this episode down. <laughs> let's do it. Right. Let's do it. We've been going for, uh, like two and a half hours. Yeah. Two and a half hours or so. It'll yeah, probably be, it'll be added yeah. down a bit. But not surprised not that my episode but, uh, will be so long. No, it's all good. We've had a good time. We had a good time. If we hated you, it would have been done in about an hour. No, I didn't. Yeah, he didn't. I can tell by the <laughs> But uh <laughs> But no, I want to remind you guys, yeah, get down this Saturday, check out once a month comedy. Was that the twenty eighth we decided? That's the one? Yeah, twenty eighth of April. Get down May seventeenth, check out Donnie Marsh. Also go check out Riverside Wine and Spirits. This Friday they're gonna have Bells down there doing the growler promotion. I know you're thinking Ah, Bells. They show up at everything and they've got Oberon and Two Hearted Ale. But they're they've got a new hoppy a uh, high graph hot beer. It's coming in about eight, nine percent. They're going to have that down there showing it off. And they've also got a, uh, I think a sour they're going to be showing off. So it's one of the few times that bells is going to come out and actually show something off besides Oberon and two hearted ale. So again, that's going to be the growler promo at Riverside wine spirits. This, uh, this Friday from four to six Saturday, four to six, they've got their wine promo where they're going to have some cheese. They're going to have some wine. They're going to have a rep there from the winery to talk to you about it. Get down there, check that out and then go see, or not? Well, I guess Rose too. She's down there, but also Grace and Natasha down at the Palace Theater. Or else, yeah. Or else. And then I also want to remind you guys: go check us out on the Hopped Up Network at thehoppedupnetwork.com, and then at brewchat.com. And it's brewchat with two T's across all platforms: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. I think I said Facebook. Yep, you did. Yeah, all that good stuff. Check us out: brewchat two T's, brewchat.com. Check us out. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, all that good stuff. And we'll see you guys next week. I want to thank you for uh, joining us this week, Donnie. It's been a good time. It's been great. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Yeah.